Let's go! Who's up next? Hey there, Kooblings. Welcome back to the Xbox Empire. Very, very excited to break down today's Xbox Games Showcase. Um, before we do, we have to thank everybody that helps us produce the show over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Callow, Barry, Cathcart, Josh, the Bonesaw, Borboni, <laughs> Chris McElfresh, Devin Tice, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Michael Masick, The Egg Shin, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Fallhaber. Sean Ryan from the Xbox Drive joining me tonight, filling in, saving our butts once again, hashtag butts, as Kevin was on family vacation today. I think he thought that today's show was yesterday. I messaged Mm. him like Sunday. I was like, so we should probably flip-flop shows next week. And he was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You asked too much, Donnie. You asked him to move days. Kevin doesn't seem like the type of person that likes to move days. It's, it's hard to thing. work with, you know, Gr- only green M&Ms, like everything in the in the dressing room has to be purple. Me, like, it's very, it's, it's super diva over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, um, wait, what's wrong with that? That's not that weird. We have a lot to break down. We're going to jump all into it. But before I want to, I, I want to tell you guys, today felt like the first time all year, in my opinion, like E3. Yeah. Yeah. Up to like an hour ago, I'm still trying to find information. Like, I feel like I don't know. I really don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know the games that are launching with the system. I don't know which ones are exclusive, which mm-hmm. ones are timed. Like, I'm having a really hard time keeping track of it all. Um, yeah. And even the announcements, which we'll get into, even the announcements as they were coming, like, I, I two hours, I live streamed the show. I watched it. Two hours after, I was being told things that totally happened in the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that yeah. is a thing. Just yep. completely a barrage of information. It feels like E3 all over again. And I, for one, enjoyed it. I hope E3 comes back. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy to hear. I was, I've been wondering about you all day because Ryan and I streamed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all kind of did our own thing. You know, we all have a podcast. Yeah, everybody has streaming a podcast. It, right. So we're streaming. And then I, uh, I immediately had to go to work. I had a meeting. The second it finished, I was like, thanks yeah. for watching. Bounce. Shut down the stream. And I click over into a meeting. And uh, we rated you guys. And I was like, I would love to stay and see what you guys have to think about this. So, you know, given I, I have not had a chance to really go back to see, I haven't really seen anything on your on your Twitter or anything. So this is genuine discovery for me. And also, uh, normally on the Xbox Drive, I go to get like a like McDonald's coffee or something sure. like that. But because we're recording at night, I've got a um, McDonald's quarter pounder with cheese. DoorDash? So, yeah, I'm almost done. It. I'm not going to keep eating, though, because it would be uh, irresponsible and disrespectful Dude, for me to eat, eat the on your show. Dude, eat cheeseburger. No, it's yeah. definitely not going to happen. Plus, I get to save it for later. Uh, that is uh, good. I will drink this giant Diet Coke, though. Whoa, you went with the Diet Coke, Sean? It's always, Diet Coke from McDonald's is the best Diet Coke I on the planet. Rum and Coke, Diet uh, Coke myself. Yeah, Ooh. that is probably the best Diet Coke. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going with regular Coke, you got to go with cherry Coke because that's clear. Ooh, I do love or you know what? I like vanilla Coke. Yeah, Anyways, vanilla- that's not what Donnie asked us. Cherry is good <laughs> with <laughs> rum, vanilla not so much. But have you tried cherry vanilla? Because that's an actual. Yeah, no, I haven't. Thing. I haven't mixed that one yet either. But Diet Coke over Coke Zero when you're mixing with drinks for sure. Diet Coke is like the standard mixer. It's always better, <laughs> better than the regular one. I'm more of a Diet Pepsi kind of guy, but 
McDonald's um, is Coke, so that's where I'm at. So I set this up in kind of chronological order. So let me ask you guys what you want to do first. Would you like to get into the macro, talk about the impact of everything? Basically, you want to go reverse, like top level, and then start diving in by details? Or do you want to go in chronological order? Ryan? I think chronological order is probably the best way to do it. Okay. We can kind of do the, the meta thing when we go through it. I okay. Think. So we kicked off the show with the pre-show highlights, the pre-show E3 stream with Jeff Keeley, And this is where I caught on with you guys. I watched you guys for about 30 minutes. We actually talked over you guys in our first started show. I threw I you guys up it. in the window. And I was like, meta. everybody go check out the Xbox Drive. They're having a flagship day. I saw Xbox Canada. I was like, this is crazy over here. Go do that while me and Josh here and talk about what we hope to see later in the day. So... um I'm just going to read off these announcements, and we'll talk about what you guys want to talk about. So Dragon Quest XI-S coming to Game Pass, not just Xbox, but Game Pass, December yes. 4th. Echo Generation. I put down hashtag Kevin Game 2021. Turn-based, earthbound-ish type of feeling set in early 90s small town Canada represent. It has a hockey stick attack in it. <laughs> That's, That's true. Smash. <laughs> Dude, I lost my mind. <laughs> uh, Exomecha 2021 was this uh, free-to-play shooter mechs with swords type thing. We also got Balan Wonderworld, which is from Yuji yes. Naka, the famed creator of Sonic the Hedgehog, and um, uh, what's it, the Knights? Knights, yeah. And then Hello Neighbor 2, and we got an exclusive ID at Xbox Sizzle Reel, which we saw the Artful Escape, the Ascent Tunic. I got really excited when I saw Tunic for a moment because it was one of the first ones and it was the second one. I was like, oh, Tunic! And then it flashed Finally. away and I was like, no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least it's still exists, unlike Battletoads, which I'm convinced no longer exists. It's got, it's just old, it's been old yellowed, just been taken out. Just, yeah. just go put There's this no down. Way. There's or no the way. Combat DLC, that was the other thing I was, I was remembering too, also got that same treatment today. Um, I did not really appreciate the pre-show. I really didn't, I, they, they, I want to say, I don't want to give them too much credit. Jeff Keighley definitely hyped it up. All the Xbox people oh, yeah. retweeted it, so I came ready to talk about it, ready to see it. I was there for reveals, which we got a handful, don't get me wrong, but yeah. these five or six announcements were sandwiched between 40 minutes of YouTubers talking about what we were what there to want. talk about, what we were right. co-streaming. I was like, this is so yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely weird for us to to cover the, the pre-show because it definitely was worth watching. The announcements were great. Like I thought the announcements they had during the pre-show were some of the best announcements in particular, Dragon Quest 11 S a game I would thought never would come to Xbox. So I thought Dragon Quest would never see the light of day on Xbox mm-hmm. ever. Like that is a huge announcement that you would have only seen if you watched the pre-show. So yeah, like it was definitely worth watching from a viewer perspective, but yeah, definitely for us who were like talking over the event, it was definitely weird for us to do that with, we were mostly Sean and I were watching like Jacksepticeye and some other people just talking about what they what they want to see from the. We event. just muted or it and kept talking. Awkwardly talking with his phone, <laughs> doing this, and it's just like, okay, guys, come on. We That's literally just kept muting call. it every time they started was- talking. We were like mute. <laughs> Well, the, the biggest takeaway, I think, and, and for Ryan's comment about like the Dragon Quest thing is it can't be understated. Like that no, seems like so, like the, the battle to conquer is just like, holy crap. Like if you're going to try and like chip away at JRPGs or Japanese based games, like you can do that or you go after Dragon Quest. And that was massive. It um, is a big deal that, because it's the, a big development, but it is worth mentioning that Dragon Quest XI S is also coming to PlayStation 4 the same day. Sure. It's already yep. out on PlayStation. It is already out on Switch, but it is nice to see representation at all um whereas yeah. otherwise we have had none and they actually did what what sean and i actually did a prediction show on the xbox drive last week they did with this what i expected them to do with final fantasy 7 remake where i thought they were going to do that during the pre-show because we assume it's probably coming to xbox at some point once 
the exclusivity is over. Um, but yeah, just seeing Dragon Quest Eleven was just a huge surprise. Uh, the other one, of course, the other big surprise from the pre-show is uh, Balan Wonderworld uh, from uh, Yuji Naka, which we had heard he had joined Square Enix back in 2018 um, and was working on a secret project, and we finally got to see what that was. And I, I loved Nights into Dreams. I thought it was an incredible game, and getting to see him make a new modern game that looks weird and whimsical and totally up my alley is uh, was something awesome to see, and I never expected to see that on Xbox. I expected that to be either its own announcement or just at the PS5 showcase of all things. It looked pretty good. I give you credit. Yeah. It did look like a better version of Hat in Time, which yeah, yeah, definitely. Anything the, else the sticking out for you guys? Well, it's this a bit not not necessarily about like what was actually revealed, but Ryan and I commented while we were watching it about the people who we had on. Um, at first, I was kind of like, "Oh, what are these people doing on on this show? They don't even like Xbox. They don't even really like. They're not even here for Xbox. They're just like where, but like." The more we talked about it, I thought that they were actually kind of like representative of gaming or gamers in general right now. Like we all love Xbox. We're sold. We're going to yep. be buying it. We're already in. And so I thought, right. So I thought it was interesting. And for people watching the pre the the pre show, they probably saw saw a lot of themselves in the people, the likes of like Alana Pierce, or mm-hmm. maybe that's one of the bad examples because she's actually on an Xbox show. But yep. yeah. a lot of the people who are saying, "I'm not an Xbox fan, but I'm, I'm excited, excited to see what they have here." They have this and I think that thing. was that's the message that I think a lot of people watching were saying. So that was a big takeaway for us as as annoying as it was to try and like just watch them say what they want from today. I'm like, that's what I'm here to talk about. We want to say what, we're, what we want from today. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that was it was it was an hour long. Pretty yeah. interesting to watch. But yeah, um, really just a huge amount of games today. OK, let's get into the topic du jour. This is the topic everybody wants to hear about. So let's get right into it and let's talk about Halo Infinite. Kick off the show, talk about Halo Infinite, we get a cinematic trailer, we get gameplay reveal, we see lots and lots of things. Before we get into it, let me talk about uh, some of the post-announcement content that I discovered over on IGN with an interview. They mentioned this is the start of their new platform for the future. They confirmed that Halo Infinite is the last standalone release in the franchise for the foreseeable future. Quote, we want Infinite to grow over time. Versus going to those number titles and having all that segmentation that we had before. It's really about creating Halo Infinite as the start of the next 10 years for Halo. And then building that as we go along with our fans and community. 343 also confirmed that Infinite will get a ray tracing update sometimes after launch. It is 60 frames per second launched on Xbox Series X. It will feature split screen and co-op and they will both be available at launch the internet had lots of things to say about this game today. This was one that really caught me off guard in a lot of different ways, to be uh, exact. Yeah. You, us three, you have both heard me tell you that I'm not super long for Halo. I never have been. This is not my Xbox franchise. I was quite impressed with what I was watching when I was watching yes. it live. When I was actually on the stream live reacting, I was like, guys, this looks pretty fun. Like, I. I kind of I'm more excited for Halo than I was before this started. Uh, Ten seconds in, Kevin said uh, the phrase "Halo Far Cry," and when they open up the map and I saw all these different points and these outposts and towers, I was like, I understand that. Now I'm I'm a little bit more on board. And mm-hmm. I watched him ride up the elevator, and you see the sun rays shine down over the shadows and lighting. I love seeing all the colorful explosions. I was kind of digging Halo. When the yeah, show man. ended, I was like, Halo looked great, guys. Like, this looks great. Get off the stream, go oh. to the Discord, open up Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. The internet hates Halo. Apparently, it's not good enough. It has a lot of pop in, and frames are, or faces are bad, or there's things. Um, oof. I, I have so many things I want to say, but I don't want to hog the mic. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that I think Halo looks great, personally. I think Halo Infinite, literally, the style and watching it in movement, I was like, I think this game looks great. I think it's worth criticizing the fact that it is not a quote unquote, I don't know console pusher or it doesn't blow away a showstopper at the yeah. eye level like when you're visually because xbox co-markets this box that they're trying to sell as the most powerful thing they keep talking about yeah. ray tracing they keep talking about 120 frames this is their showcase statement i think it's fair to critique them saying like hey you keep pushing this box but you don't got anything that's pushing the box that's fair but to go so far as saying that halo infinite looks bad uh, I thought that was a stretch. I, I even, um, because I'm such a Halo f- or Fable fan, we'll get into it later, but today I was showing the kids what Fable 3 looked like. That wasn't that long ago, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it looks <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> yeah. I visited that uh, on 360 not too long ago, so I totally understand. Halo Infinite looks way better than that. Yeah. I've heard people talking about it. it's dated. It doesn't even look as good as Killzone. And I'm not here to throw console wars. Just there have been a lot of like knee-jerk reactions what I saw, and I looked at it, and I was like, man, I think this looks great. Am I being a homer? Because I, I can't, you can't call me a homer. I don't even like Halo. <laughs> I was going to say, if anything, you're, you're like the, the least Halo fan of the three of us. I think so. Yeah. That. And I was kind of there for it. I was like, okay, I can play I this co-op it. with Jack. I can hop in with John and mm-hmm. Ryan and Bad Bit and we can go do some stuff. We haven't even seen multiplayer yet. It's open yeah. world. This is my jam. I love an open world shooter. Even the mm-hmm. ones I don't like that much rage still beat it, beat the whole thing. Start to finish. Halo so, always Halo always feels good to play. So number one, I loved how they even did it. They just like showed us the start screen, press start, and like that's literally your first go at the game is what we saw there. Ryan and I, we, we were talking about it before uh, Halo really got revealed today that I hadn't been, been impressed by the visuals prior to this. Like they they kind of teased it. They had that that first thing where we didn't know what we were looking at. There's all these wildlife and everything, and and they they first showed us. That. And I was I have been worried about that, Donnie. But then today, when it when the action got going, I'm like, this looks great. It looks super vibrant. It looks really fun. And the thing about Halo is like, and I commented on this with Halo Five, but people didn't want to really talk good things about Halo Five at all. Halo Five opened with a with a cinematic where like they jump out of a out of a ship and then they're sliding down a hill and they're all shooting at stuff and they like everything they do looks awesome in that cinematic. It looks really cool. And then you jump in the game and you do all of those things. And that is where my great appreciation for Halo 5 was, is if you think that it would be cool to do, you can do it and you can actually do it. And then they did that in Infinite, where it's like, oh, that grappling hook. Oh, you could jump up there. That would be amazing. And then that would be great if it like, it would, you could like attach it to the, to the dude. And then you jump up and you Superman punch him in the face. Like, that would feel great. And for anybody who could just like imagine that just for a split second, what that would feel like to pull that off, that's where I think the reward is going to come in. Um, but you're right. People started to break it down, uh, slow motion. Dude, within the same presentation, we'll get to Ori a little bit later, they made 60 frames per second look like garbage when you compare it to 120 frames per second. So like it's all relative, number one. And then I don't know, man. It's uh somebody somebody had a great quote today saying because everybody's taking screenshots and going like, look what look this looks like garbage. And somebody said, you don't play screenshots, mm-hmm. you play games. It was just and I bet that it 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 looks great. 
so I, but I, I get criticisms. So I'm not, I'm not going to look there. And some of the screenshots people are taking, like, yeah, that doesn't look a little weird. I mean, it comes with the territory. When you go out there and you make big, bold claims, the most powerful console ever, you know, stable performance. I mean, these are marketing mm-hmm. terms that they're hoping pushes people their way. You're expected to deliver on that promise. If you don't, yeah. especially at launch, if you don't have something there that really with your shows it. Yeah. Then yeah, you're people. I mean, I, I think I think it's fair to be criticized, but I, I I just think the criticism maybe went too far. So a lot of people that were like, you know, this doesn't look as good as the games we have now and stuff. And and I don't want to give them. Um, I've also seen a lot of people like giving them the past too. And I, I guess I'm just kind of somewhere. I'm gonna ride the fence on this and be a little devil's advocate on both because I've seen a lot of people be like, it's an early build, and it's like, don't give them a pass, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't give yeah. them a pass if it's not meeting the standards that people were hoping for. I've seen a lot of people say things like. This isn't next gen. I've been expecting to see a lot of that for the last six months. When we saw Valhalla, mm-hmm. people were saying, I don't think anything is going to look next gen. Yeah. And I think I think we're gonna have a hard time realizing what that looks like uh for a couple of years. Yeah. So especially with launch games. I mean, yes. if you look at any launch window, it's always like that because mm-hmm. they're just learning to use the hardware, especially with this console generation in particular, because there is so much overlap. Well, Obviously, we're not going to see a lot of that from the launch games. There is a couple games that from this broadcast that if they do come out at launch, like I think they might, then I do think those are going to probably be the games that really show it off the most. Because there was one in particular that is Xbox Series X only, mm-hmm. um, whereas Halo Infinite, it, it started as a, as an Xbox One title. And not only that, but you have to also remember, this is 343's first open world game, which We've seen it time and time again when new developers who aren't used to open world games tackle open world for the first time, and they always lead to mixed results. So, I mean, it is a little bit expected. And again, that's not me giving them a pass. It's just me throwing out there that I'm expecting there to be more problems probably when let me ask you, There's probably some weird glitches and stuff. Let me ask you two questions, Brian. Um, yeah. Typically, when you go open world, you have to tone back some things. You can't dial up the pretty as you can in like a corridor shooter or a linear level based game because you're rendering so much more. You have so much more physics and stuff like that. Additionally, do you think it's possible that the split screen and the co-op and all the commitments that they made beforehand are limiting what they can do in terms of pushing the visuals on screen? The fact that they have to have a game that's steady and still, you know, at a certain standard, but also capable of doing all these things that you can't play call of duty four player split screen like yeah it takes mm-hmm. a lot to render the game that many times you know that's very intensive stuff that's the reason why split screen has all but been abandoned yeah i mean it's it i'm it's part of the reason i mean obviously we don't since we haven't seen the split screen yet we don't really have a frame of reference for that because you never know it might look worse in split screen than it looks now i mean I would yeah, that's it always would, yeah. a possibility so i mean it just kind of depends on uh how they optimize things in in a lot of ways more than anything and uh, yeah i i think that might have played a little bit into it, but yeah, I don't. I don't think that's probably the reason. I think, again, it could be an early build thing, or it could just be again just the open world, like them new to open worlds or whatever. Or again, because it was an Xbox One game, maybe that is the reason why it looks like an Xbox. Is Xbox game. One holding Xbox Series X back? That's I was waiting for somebody to bring that up. Everybody's been saying it all day. I keep saying it. This is why yeah. you can't support last gen. This is why this generate people are very upset or disagree or don't like the fact that they are supporting multiple consoles like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that want a clear cut division line in the mm-hmm. sand mm-hmm. we've been hard trained to do it man we've been trained over the years for that to be a thing and it's going to be interesting to see how it actually plays out and again like the, it's about the game right 
it's it's heartbreaking as an xbox fan that they're that their showstopper that the one that we're all there to see isn't the like the showcase for the hardware like there's really i don't think that there's really any way around it the games that looked better are farther out yep. and those are probably games that are built on things like unreal engine 5 yep and as, as like this is a brand new engine as well which, which may be part of this that they built the engine from the ground up it's not like they've been working on just halo this whole time they've been building the thing that builds halo and it's it's just too bad you, i would love to see something at the on day one that goes like this is like welcome to next gen and because forza is not going to be there yep. like generally you kind of have like the, the racing game kind of do that for you if nothing else and that's not going to be there so but we also don't know what day one is going to look like on on playstation either yeah. so that's where it's frustrating on both sides i'm just frustrated and like as a gamer like i it's end of july i and these guys are going to expect us to drop hundreds of dollars on new consoles and games and i don't know what day one looks like and that sucks yeah and two things i will say about halo uh before we move on number one i don't know if you guys either one of you checked out the 4k version of the halo gameplay i did but i think it looked really good in motion in 4k i rewatched so it I, I, three times one by myself one with my son and in both times i went back to our discord and i brought it up again and again i'm like guys i just watched it again I still think it looks great. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. I've seen the people moment, point it like, out to me. Great. They're like, this grass popped in, that cloud popped in. I'm like, I wasn't looking at any of that. Same. I was looking Same. at the Chief only one that was throwing grenades and this explosion. I wasn't looking at those things. The one that was really noticeable was when you were on the elevator going up and you looked at the mountainside and the mountainside popped in. Because again, mm. you're just standing on the elevator. You're not moving around. But yeah, like you're right. When you're in motion, you're not really noticing that. So I think we are nitpicking a little bit or at least the internet's nitpicking a little bit because honestly i think it's a better looking game than the 1080p stream gave it credit for the other thing i will say as well is that if the gameplay is awesome then all that other stuff doesn't matter i think because i, I still agree think if you have a lot Halo, of fun playing the game you will live with a certain amount of detail like that for sure yeah and and i still think it'll be the game that still sells consoles like regardless of what it looks like it, i mean if the gameplay's fun and the multiplayer is great that's what people come for for when they come for halo multiplayer so I think, could sell it you're right yeah sean do you still think halo is cool again i hope so i've been saying that a lot lately people getting really hyped about it i Benji said it on sales. a stream i don't think mm -hmm. so you don't think it's cool i haven't you've been saying it for months and i i every time you say it i see an internet wall of people that don't agree um sure but that i don't know if that's reflective like i don't like there's no down vote on twitter right mm, so when when they when halo point. does this countdown every single day and they go five days left and they got a hundred thousand likes and views and all these sure. things it's like it's kind of massive like, somebody's I, interested I right definitely yeah. De yeah. so there's always going to be and the bigger the game the more hate there's going to get just go look at the last of us that's a good point. um so halo is definitely <laughs> yeah. it's it's going to have people who are going to be picking it apart but once we get our hands on it and everybody's going to have their hands on it, by the way, like this is, I mean, this we'll get into maybe the meta stuff a little bit later, but as much as we're talking about this game, having the opportunity to be like the showstopper for series X, this collection of games was why you need to spend $10 a month on game pass. Yep. That's what this, this, that's what this games showcase was about. It was actually a game pass. That's showcase. Put. Yeah. That's yep. very, very well put. Um, I mean, we still have time for, for launch. It could be polished. It could be better. Again, this I is a platform. I yeah. do in the Nintendo space a lot because I've seen a lot of happening to a Nintendo game in six months. But I mean, we'll see, right? We'll find out. I well, not only that, but this is, we know that this is a 10 year project. That's where I was about well, to go. So it's just like, 
there's going to be iterative uh, updates to the engine down the road as well. So I think it will sure. be a prettier game over time too. Exactly. But you're right. At launch, I'm anticipating at launch, it's going to be what we saw today. That's yeah. just my feeling. It's a shame the ray tracing isn't there at launch after talking about mm-hmm. all this. I mean, that was a big selling factor of getting the next gen was look what we can do with ray tracing. Oh, but but we can't. You have to wait a little yeah. bit. That is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, what do you think about open world Halo? I love it. I love it, man. And I love what they did with um, with Gears 5 when they opened it up yep. just a little bit. They yep. didn't go completely open world. And I was saying to Ryan as, as he's driving around on the Warthog, I'm like, this is the game that was meant to be open world. Like there was always these, you would take the, the Warthog, you'd drive the vehicle, you'd go grab a Banshee or something. And it was always like point A to point B. Like you were meant to go from where you picked up the vehicle and you were always meant to go like to the next part to launch the next kind of uh, sequence. This Game, this franchise makes sense to wander around in. And I could really imagine it being just as fun to just grab a vehicle and just go exploring, kind of like what we did in um, in Breath of the Wild, as it is to go fighting. And this seems like a better fit for that than even Gears, and they figured it out with Gears. So I am all in. They had to, if they were to come out with Halo Infinite, even just with the word, and for it to be like, chapter one is this, chapter two is this, like, you, they they had to abandon that structure because and even I, it'd be interesting to see what Call of Duty does in the future with their with their campaign um, in the future. But it always feels like a collection of levels, kind of like with Mario yeah. Maker, where you're like, thanks yeah. for making this level. I'll play this one and then I'll move on to another level and play that uh, open world seems much more organic. And that's just where gaming is going. Other than like, I've completed the campaign seems too there's a place for it. It seems too simple for it to be like that number one game on the console well and the the thing is with mission structure games i don't think that's an outdated concept for certain types of games right but you're right absolutely right a game like halo should be open world i'm i'm actually more interested to see what they're going to do with some of the corridor sections that you would see from previous halo games because i played a lot of halo over the last week uh preparing for the roundabout and some other things and uh in halo 4 for example you spend half that time not outside on vehicles you're spending it inside corridors running around and i'm interested how some of that's going to play into it like are you going to go into like almost like almost like dungeon-esque areas that are just underground facilities that was exactly what i was expecting and missions and stuff like towers that. buildings yeah. You know, I'm interested in how that stuff's going to work as yeah. well. Well, the, 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 man, it's going to be really interesting, especially with Destiny coming to Game Pass as well. And there's going to be a lot of comparisons. Like this isn't exactly Destiny, but it's getting close to Destiny. And depending on how we start to see how this looks when you play with a squad, it could really resemble it. And the comparisons then there will be, they potentially could be damning because Destiny has been trying to refine and perfect that model for a long, long time. And we see when games come out, like we've seen it time and time again, uh, of this open world thing, not always the best right out of the gates. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm Can hopeful. 343 but learn from some of the things that went wrong in those other games. I look sure at like, like a Bioware and just go, like, just, it yep. has to be ready. Yep. It, this yep. is, it, it, it's more important for Halo to do this than it was for even Anthem for Bioware, even though that was a disaster. Yep. They can't have even remotely close to that type of situation, but and I, I don't mean to be like fear mongering or anything. I no, actually like, no, I think I, that... I was thinking about ju- this conversation happening before we started talking. I'm like, I almost don't even want to like try. I don't even want to address the negativity because I came out of this thing going like, I'm stoked for Halo. Like that was it. I was in. It looked great. It sounded great. I'm the in on Halo too. Cool. I didn't expect to say that today. I'm in on Halo. Mm-hmm. That's the first time in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean they and did something right if they won Donnie. Right, so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was literally stunned and shocked when I said it. I was like, guys, 
I'm kind of excited for Halo. I mm-hmm. want to play that game. I don't know if I'm going to play it before Cyberpunk, but I'm definitely going to play Ooh. it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The only thing I want to say about the open worldness is I've always hated driving in Halo. Uh, Sean, you and I have talked about this a lot. I mm-hmm. think driving might be improved. Literally, same controls and everything in a bigger, vast open area. You know, mm-hmm. getting away from all the ledges and tunnels and having to do spin and circles and constantly fishtail around buildings and stuff, giving me a little more space to kind of <laughs> learn that stuff might yeah. go a long way to making it a little better. It might be a little more fun of a romp, you know? Yeah. Kind of go it, roll the warthog down a hill and stuff. But there is something. Anyways, so. There's something about like Ryan driving around and me being on the back with a gun and everything. Like there is just like, there's almost nothing like it. And they definitely made a point to show you that fishtail. Definitely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it looks like it controls exactly the same, and I'm mm-hmm. all for that. I, I got the first impression I got is it felt like, I mean, we know it's kind of a reboot for Halo. They said that they're going to kind of tie up some loose ends. I don't know what it is. What are these yeah. loose ends? That was one of the things I was going to ask you guys. The saga, well, the whatever. Loose ends from Halo Cortana. 5. Basically, the, the, what happened with Cortana and the, the Prometheans. Okay, Halo so they 5. get that out and they put it to bed, and then we're off and running on a brand new thing. I'm very excited for that. And then, um, because that's been my biggest, I think my biggest issue with, with being connected to Halo is trying to keep up and figure out where everything is. I played all these games. I still don't understand it. The more you get into the stories of these games, the more people are going to argue about it. Just play the game. I've almost never known what the hell is going on. Ryan, we were playing, we were playing like Halo 3 the other day. But like, I love the story. Like it's just when I play in. by myself. Like, that's why I play most games. Like, I want to sure. know, you know, I want to know that, what it is. It's silly of me to totally, let's like, just say, disregard the story just altogether. Disregard, get in and play. There. Yeah, but I mean... Just play, <laughs> like I kind of saying both, you know, like it's fun on its own. Yeah, and then yeah, if you well, want to get into well, it, plus, there's a lot of stuff there. Plus, I think Halo Infinite's probably going to be a really good jumping in point for a lot of people, even though it is the last of like the trilogy from four, five, and six, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, um, even though it's wrapping up some of the other stories from that and Halo Wars two, because yes, there's a bunch of Halo Wars two connections which I love too much. Um, it's just. <laughs> Even though there's those connections there, I still think it's probably going to be approachable for a lot of other people. I hope it's like yeah. one cutscene. I hope you start the game, it's like a skippable cutscene. It's like, let me tell you what's happened since five. <laughs> and then you just yeah. ride off into something. You see new. this, but they literally mention like, that you're fighting the Banish who are like I know. trying to do Aatrox's will from Halo Wars 2. So it sounds like it's going to be throughout the whole game. You're just going to have to deal with it. Okay. Well, be excited, guys. Halo. Halo is coming soon. <laughs> Hashtag get hyped. We have multiplayer unveiling right soon. So mm-hmm. I know you guys will be excited about that. I'm not going to do the, the multiplayer, but I will definitely, I'll squad around with you guys a little bit. Like I did an Anthem for a little bit, but I've yeah. never, I've never really stuck with any multiplayer game for a long time. The next game that we saw stated a K3. We saw a cutscene CGI animation of a, a woman in the snow hunting what appeared to be a zombified deer before uh, that zombie moose. Um, I was a little upset with this one because the CGI and everything, I was like, oh, this looks like a PlayStation game. And I think it was deliberately put there to kind of give off that feeling. But knowing State of Decay and Undead Labs is not going to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be it's gonna be a systems-driven role-playing game. And um, I didn't particularly like State of Decay at all. So this does nothing for me from an announcement side. And it's a long ways off. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I really like State of Decay 2 a lot more than a lot of other people because I actually reviewed it uh, when it came out. Do you think this and, is an okay uh, way of trying to market that game then? Because this is very I think different. So, because the marketing for this is actually very reminiscent to how they marketed State of Decay 2. So, okay. in fact, actually, when Sean and I watched it, like Sean knew, I pretty much picked out the fact that it was State of Decay 2 very quickly before mm-hmm. uh, before it actually revealed that it was State of Decay because they have a certain way of marketing that game. I knew right from the second that I saw her backpack. 
that it was yeah. okay. Okay. Um, so it's just, yeah, this is the type of uh, cutscene they did for State of Decay 2 before that came out. And uh, I just, as long as it's not a janky mess like State of Decay 2 was, I think it actually, w- there was a really fun game under there. It was just a lot of technical problems that uh, really prevented people from enjoying it, I think. Um, and I'm really interested to see what Undead Labs does with the third game because I think they learned a lot of lessons between State of Decay 1 and 2. And I really hope that this is like, the next evolution of that or maybe they they start from scratch and take the idea of a zombie rpg and spin it in a different direction almost uh but uh, yeah since we haven't seen gameplay it still seems really far out we know it's also not coming to xbox one it is coming to series x only and pc so that tells me it's at least a year or more away so well they mentioned afterwards that it's in pre-alpha it's like it's pre yeah. production so it's a it's longer than that i would imagine yeah like it's probably like two years away minimum yeah so i mean for the most part that's going to put a lot of time between this game and state of decay 2 which the main problem with state of decay 2 is it came out so quickly after state of decay 1 that there was just a lot of comparisons between the two games being pretty similar so um i'm interested to see what undead labs does with this one and i think that they could make this one special if they uh put some time into this one and uh and make it make it great but uh sean are you at all excited for state of decay i like state of decay 2 a lot and i'm not just saying that as an xbox apologist i put probably 35 hours into that game and i really really enjoyed it but i totally understand why somebody would look at that and go no thanks or even jump back in with the latest update like the casual mode still can't get into it like all the the base building it's just it's not the game itself it's just the it's the complexity of the systems is beyond what I want to get into. It's just like, it's too much for me. Even the system of even pairing up with other people, like was a little bit confusing in terms of like, if Ryan has his game, if he's the host, like, what do, what do I benefit in terms of like, can I level up my, do I, do I enhance my base or anything like that? And I think they, they can definitely smooth that kind of stuff over. I'm, of a couple minds on this. Uh, number one, when they when you look at all of the studios that Microsoft acquired over the years, and you look at somebody like Undead Labs, and you're like, oh man, they must have an idea for something else, right? Like th- this this isn't the the coalition for State of Decay. Like they must they must be doing something else. And then they come up with a third one. It's like, I kind of want to see them like stretch out a little bit. At the same time, I feel like they haven't had that chance to really round out state of decay to its full potential yet so i'm i'm hopeful for that but i i want more studios to do kind of what playground is doing and a lot what sony allows the first party studios over there to do and this locks undead labs into like to be in the factory for state of decay games for the foreseeable future anyways and and surely that's building a game that will be kind of like halo where you're going to want to be playing these games for a long long time they're really leaning into like the sea of thieves games as a service type of model that platform like we're going to keep doing it even if you don't like it at first we're just going to keep doing it of course it keeps you subscribed if you want to keep uh up with your character i guess Mm -hmm. so the first party games align with the first party essentially offering yeah it's like i want if you don't let i want the state of decay game that's like a little bit more actiony and a little bit less like systems laden like the inventory management and the base building. It's like, I kind of just want to like go on an adventure in that world and beat up zombies. <laughs> you know what it is? It's Xbox's like animal crossing. Like it's, it's, wow. po- it's possible for you to like, cause it's kind of grown up and you could yeah. you could play uh, state of decay for a long, long time. What yeah. I wish Xbox's animal crossing one, uh, animal crossing game one was uh, uh, Viva Pinata. That's really where I, what it's interesting I wish. because they've got, not that they're the same game, 
but you'll understand like systems, inventory, building, and stuff like that. I mean, they've got Minecraft, got grounded, mm-hmm. they got State of Decay. It's like, okay, how many more like survival Endless sims, crafting games. things we're gonna keep doing? We're just gonna keep making them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but at least they're very different from me. They're they different are. enough from each other. They don't feel like they overlap in the same way. Like when Drive Club and Gran Turismo were competing sure. with each other in within Sony. Like it's not like that type of situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're 100%. very different settings, very se- different audiences, and very different gameplay styles, even yep. though they are all survival games. Anything else? Nope. I mean, that was a, not even a gameplay trailer. Right. <laughs> so Forza Motorsport. We got to see some pretty cars. Ooh, we got to hear that they're building a new engine, their new tech, and that... It, it was a long ways away. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't expecting Forza at launch. I have been telling Kevin for weeks that I was expecting Forza in the spring. I thought we'd launch with Halo. We get through holiday in March or April. We get Forza. Good call. Yeah. Forza could not even be 2021 at this point. Yeah. It might not be 2022 or late yeah. 2022. And I- the reason I say that isn't because I'm a motorsport fan. The reason I say that, because that means Horizon might not be till 2024, <laughs> and I'm stunned. Like, I'm shocked. Like, if this game is late 2022, Horizon at the earliest 2023, that's five years since the last Horizon. Yeah. Well, not only that, but this is another game that is not on Xbox One. At, uh, uh, Xbox One. So we know it's at least more than a year out from what Microsoft said about when the the uh, they're going to stop making all of their exclusives be on both consoles so right i actually don't know are you into motorsport i know donnie is and most no. people aren't i feel um, like most people I'm, are sort of podcasting sphere not I'm, like in motorsport i'm more into it than um some people but i'm less into it than horizon if that makes any sense because i actually I, really I mean, like gran turismo that's actually my favorite racing franchise but uh forza is close second and uh, i like both games, but I definitely like the arcadey style of Horizon a little bit more. But I, I like for uh, Motorsport specifically a lot. Like I, I like the the realistic uh, car game. Uh, but yeah, it's just I'll, I'll play it when it comes out. I'm very shocked that it's not within the launch window of the console. That that mm-hmm. really took me back. Like I'm very surprised to hear that it's just in early development at this point. Because um, I yeah. figured that game would be so far along. But you know, especially because again, it's been so long since the last years. Motorsport game. Mm-hmm. Let alone the fact that there was no Forza game uh, last year, so it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's very. So they've, that's gonna they've work. fallen out of like that that cadence, which is it, it's it's double edged because when it's nice and like common and you get it, like we're gonna get one every second year, people come to expect it, and um and you can get your new fill. On the other hand, it becomes expected, and then people don't really celebrate it in the way that they probably should because it is a shining example. It's one of the best games that you can play on Xbox. It's one of the best-looking games. Um, even though I think that I liked 6 better than 7, and 5 was a really good example uh, of a, a new-gen game and really showed the power of the Xbox One when it first came out. So I'm I'm torn on this. I want a new one, but I am excited to see what they're going to do with it by really like dismantling it and putting it back together again with the new shiny coat of paint. I, no matter how you talk about racing games, you're going to kind of accidentally wander into puns, by the way. I love motorsport and I do am interested to see what this, what this game is going to be about because they've removed the numbering, like the sequence of it. This is not motorsport eight. This is just motorsport and halo infinite is just like, it's the new platform. So that part definitely excites me, but I feel like people are still kind of hot 
off of Horizon 4. People remember that that game was great. And if there was ever a chance to get people to go over and try motorsport, it's off the heels of of Horizon 4. So I do hope that they do something with Horizon 4 that like refreshes it in some sort of way, or maybe they can add like another location. I'm not really sure. Another DLC did pack. Big updates coming of some kind. Mm. We don't know if there's going to be new content. I hope there's new content coming to it. Like that, I think that a would new be expansion. That would be cool. But yeah, the, with what's happening with motorsport, this just signals to me that it's not just a visual overhaul. Like it's, it sounds like there's going to be a big overhaul to just the way that game operates. Oh yeah, they're like, rebuilding. If they're going to redo everything and well, take this amount of time. Seven got into those cards and like unlocking like the special abilities that a lot of like loot box kind of stuff that yeah. a lot of games of that year, a year I and a half. That. Yeah, it didn't it didn't fit, which I which is why I didn't really like seven all that much. But man, I had another point and I can't remember what it was. But you can you guys can take it from here. <laughs> uh, my only real thing to add is just yeah the the cadence and the time frame. I came into the show. Mm. Not sure, but expecting like a certain amount of games in that first year, I felt like Xbox might have been holding back a bit in this past year, to be honest. Right. And mm-hmm. it really feels like those hopes were just dashed. I was just wrong because um, yeah. a lot of things seem much further out than than I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of one of those games, the next game that came up was Everwild. And I was very excited. The, the new game from Rare, I've been excited since I've seen it. It has a beautiful art style. Um, I still don't know what it is. And this is one of the things that I will be critical of this conference in particular i felt like this was really your moment to sell xbox and i don't feel like there was a whole lot of selling going on there was a lot of information given it was a lot of like here's a game that we have i still came away from this conference with just as many questions about several games that i was interested in as before this conference happened and man i felt like this was a missed opportunity this was like their their big moment to shine to really like if you were really going to get somebody with fable or everwild or hellblade like today was the day and I came away expecting, like, this. honestly, the same. I still don't know what this game is. I've heard it's being called a multiplayer game. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if that means Monster Hunter or if it means Sea of Thieves. I don't know if we're hunting the animals. I don't know if we're taming mm-hmm. them. I don't know what that means. That's all I know about it. It's very pretty. Yep. This is this is something I've been, I feel like an old man shouting at the clouds a lot lately. This is what people have asked for. This style of presentation is what people have been screaming for for a long time where they're like, well, I guess I don't like the awkwardness of the E3 stage. I don't like the deep dives. I don't like people wanted trailer after trailer after trailer. And that's what we got. And guess what that leaves out? Like deep dives and understanding games are complex. It's hard to understand like what the what the experience is going to be like. And people want trailers. They're getting trailers. And what you're left without is what the game actually is. So I think it's it's a it's a I see four people on it, but. Again, yeah. what does that mean? Are we four people in like a shared sure? world? Is it four people would, Minecraft? Is it four people Monster Hunter? Is it four people? What is it? It's not even just this game. I'm just seeing it is across every presentation. Yeah, what are we I doing? We, saw the, we literally saw that with the, the Ubisoft press conference, Sean, where literally Ubisoft 4 was all gameplay deep dives and people hated it. So Exactly. And, people, and mm-hmm. people also hated this where they didn't see the game. So it's like, what? What? Why do we need to get, get big games? You happy, right? It's Eat so the weird. hype. Eat the hype, Sean. Eat the hype. I know. It's so sad. Ever since that Devolver said that, it's like it couldn't be more clear. Like, do we even like games? Like, you game announcements. on gaming Twitter. Every gamer is a marketing games. expert. I know. Didn't you see that? Seriously. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Go ahead. I'm with you uh, with Everwild as well. I have no idea what this game is. It looks cool, but I just really just want to know what you do in it. And yeah. uh, I, hope, I hope we hear about that. How hard is it to like, is there anything else to take away from what they've shown between 
the um was it xbox 2020 when was this first shown uh, i think it was xo19 xo19 so between yeah. that and today do we, we, know we know anything that. about the we know nothing about the game other than it, it looks pretty you can revive a deer wow. that's apparently something we know you can do in the game speaking I of mean, a game I, that we'll actually get to see we'll get to see tell me why which launches yes. august 27th chapter one i as you guys may know in particular big don't not fan love life is strange would love xbox to buy them rather than buy them the Mortal Kombat. like this mm-hmm. is all oh, down wow. my alley all super down my alley sean i have every collector's edition for every life is strange game i have That's never bought Mortal Kombat. um excuse me Donnie, but <laughs> did you and i just become best friends we've always been I, best friends right <laughs> i also love don't nod so so much life is strange as a series is one of my favorite new ips of this generation yep and agreed i love all their games even going back to, to remember me which is a game i know a lot, a lot of people liked or vampire is another game that kind of flew under the radar but i like those games too from them so yeah I'm, I'm really interested to see tell me why i like the episode structure this time around because chapter one is out on august 27th but then two weeks later we get chap uh chapter two yep. and then two weeks later we get chapter three and yep. then it's that's done. awesome that's and awesome so, so excited you're not waiting between months or anything like that for the next chapter to come out uh, it's just boom 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 and it's out before cyberpunk so shameless honestly, plug I, I, this. I recently did one uh one four three pixels uh, with Run, Jump, Stomp, and the game that I chose to discuss on this last season was Life is Strange. And I'll just give a, little, a quick plug. Over in our Discord, we have a Life is Strange spoilers channel where me and Haley and Rebecca and Kyle, we love to discuss episode by episode. So the episode comes out, we'll all play it that weekend, and then we kind of have like this water cooler moment Ooh. like where we all get back together. That's what awesome. do you think is going to happen in the next one? And what do you think? And we had all kinds of crazy theories for Life is Strange. Like I, I totally thought the mom was going to have powers and all kinds of stuff. Like, And it was super fun. And I know episodic games have kind of gone through the rent cycle and people have changed their opinions on it. I still like it in a game like this. And I think it's cool that you don't have to rush to beat it like Last of Us to then get in on the conversation that you can play a game for three or four hours and not be like super scared of spoiler channels and, and letting people know what you think about it and actually having something that provokes you to talk about it. What did you think of this relationship and these motivations? Or what did you choose and what was your ending? Like my ending was completely different. So yeah. I love these games for that. Well, especially their games in particular where choice just has so much more consequence than a lot of like telltale games. did. Yep. So there's a lot of variation there. And again, one of the things that kind of killed life is strange too, for me was just, how long it was between episodes because the episodes yeah, didn't come out very frequently. Like they were so much farther apart than life than the original that it was very bizarre that it took so long for this. It took almost a year for the full story to come out. Uh, so I'm glad with tell me why it's only three chapters and it's out very quickly. And from what they, from what I've seen of both the XO 19 trailer and then this one, I'm sold. I can't wait to play this. Uh, it looks like they have a great story on their hands and uh, yeah, I'm going to cry my eyes out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting it. I'm already prepared. I love that. I'm hearing that so much these days. People are like, I can't wait to play the game X so that I can just make me feel. My eyes onto the, Give me the feeling. the controller. What is wrong with us? Oh my god! I'm not gosh. a stone golem, Sean. I feel sometimes. I know it's okay to feel. It's okay. I'm not. I'm not making fun of crying. I'm making fun of like seeking out the crying. They're it's like, a good oh, cry. that game. Yeah, I guess we just it makes you grow a little minute. in yourself. I guess we, it, I will say this game looked a lot better than I remember it looking from the first reveal and certainly with the other uh, Don't Nod games as well. It looks really, really good. It definitely got a graphical upgrade from the last time we saw it. That's for sure. And I, I probably come off like a little bit um, curmudgeon. I like it. Like I really, I, I'm just not like, oh my God, I cannot wait. Like I'll, I will likely play it. Um, I will likely have a good time. 
I, I'm kind of there on the hype level. Nice. So it's not like, yeah. So join like, us. It'll be good. Yeah, join Dude, us. Don't us. nod. They're, they have the best, like, whoever picks the music. I, I got to say it every time I talk about the game. Whoever picks the music to be in those games is so simpatico with me. <laughs> I add every song that they have to my library, like, almost instantly. I listen to Life oh is Strange gosh. for, like, weeks well, that, they, There's, like, Life is Strange po- uh, playlists on Spotify, and I yeah. have them all linked up my profile because I listen to that music all the time. They're experts. So like, they're so good. Uh, Sean, as you already alluded to, Ori 2, right? Ori in the Will-O-Wisp getting 120 frames per second update, 4K HDR and Xbox Series X later in 2020. This is oh, my, yeah. this is my game go. of the year. <laughs> Dude, the game's going to look better? Holy crap, I'm man. not going like, to replay it, but this is my game what? of the year. I, I, I can't. Like, why would you? I don't. I've okay. The first one, so let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Like, between this and uh, what were the other games they touched on? Um, that they like retouched on, like the games are being updated. I know in their thing they put in um, oh, gears, gears and stuff gears like that. Five. Yeah, oh. um, I don't like any of that. To be honest with you, I don't really. What was it? Uh, Obsidian's right. I thought there was another was one. There was another one in the show. There's I can't remember. On it. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't like that. I, I look. I love Ori. Will the Wisp. It's probably my game of the year, unless something else beats it out. But as of right now, as of recording this, if you're asking me what's my favorite game this year, Ori in the Will the Wisp. Am I going Damn. to sit down and replay the whole thing all over again? No. I don't even have a TV that can do 120 frames. My monitor can't do 120 frames. And at the end of the day, 120, 60, like, I don't know. Like, maybe a couple years from now, when I'm feeling nostalgic, I'll hop back in and I'll see the awesomeness that it is. That's where I'm at with it. I don't necessarily like showing it today. Like, put that in, you know, like, don't do it in your big presentation. It's not. It doesn't sure. hurt anything. I'm sure a lot of people probably haven't played it. I was actually really excited when Moon Studios jumped in. I thought they were going to announce an acquisition. I thought that they mm-hmm. were going to be like, guys, don't worry. We're going to be making Ori games for years to come. I was I was so like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then they were like, Ori and the Will of West, get an update. I was like, okay. That's sure. so funny. I had the exact opposite. So I saw the moon. I heard the I, I heard the music, and I was kind of like, I don't think I want another uh, Ori game. I, I think I'm good with where they're at with it. And then they said, update. I'm like, that's cool. Okay. And then I don't, I'm not, a, I don't know, man. I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed another Ori after the first one, but then they came out with, with Will the Wisp and I love it. So maybe I do want more. I, I can be, I'm not drawing a line. I would line be upset head. if Moon Studios came out and said, we're never making another Ori game again. And we're just going to go do some PlayStation or Switch project. I'd be like, oh mm-hmm. no. I, I just felt like it was too soon for them to announce a new Same. game, especially because it takes Moon Studio a long time to make their games. That's why I was thinking the way it. like when they brought in the developer and they showed them on the screen, that's what I was expecting, like an EA type moment where it was like, we're going to bring Ori 3, where you don't see yeah. anything of it. It's just confirmed that it's in development, something you can look forward to. It's kind mm-hmm. of where my head was at the time. Well, they they own gameplay. Like that's the that's the thing, and they so look good. it looks gorgeous. Like and the the really almost like no word storytelling is so great. But also, I like, think of a, a team who like Image and Form who will will get to as well. Like they kind of got a little samey in terms of like the Steam World stuff, even though they were exploring different genres within the Steam World thing. You're like, I kind of know what to expect with Steam World Dig or Steam World Heist or Quest or whatever it was, and I don't want that for for Moon Studios. Um, but maybe there is room for them to explore outside of outside of Ori, or maybe there is another genre for them. I'm to totally take open Ori. to them doing something completely different, but I don't know. Uh, this just this, I feel like this, it this, mess with it, a lot for you. Honestly, like this Ori is so special. It really just, is. Like, I get it, it's it's you just want them to be careful. You don't want that <laughs> last was two moment. You don't want to be <laughs> come in. Yeah. Oh no, I don't like it as much. <laughs> All right. <Ori's> um, <laughs> the Outer Worlds got DLC. Peril of Gorgon is out September 9th. This one is interesting. Um, guys, I didn't 
do anything about the Outer Worlds, um, so you guys will have to carry me on this one, but I think it was interesting. DLC is $15 not coming to Game Pass. Is that correct? You have to pay for the uh, DLC. You get a discount. I, and the reason I think that, yeah, they said you get a 10% discount if you're a Game Pass member, mm. but you still have to pay for it. And I was like, nope, kind of don't like that. And like, look, yeah. I'm not telling me, I'm not telling you that it's not worth the money, obviously, but you've been pushing Game Pass the whole time. Why would you keep this out of the announcement for Series X and Game Pass? Like, just throw it in the announcement. What's mm-hmm. what's one little more thing that you add in there? Like, that was well, interesting. Not only that, but they did. They did mention something about that uh, with another game we're going to get to later in the show where there's a little thing at the bottom saying this this section of the game is free to play and this section of the game is not in Game Pass and you have to pay for it. Super so weird. They could have that with this where at the bottom is like not coming to Game Pass. It said everything else was going to be on Game Pass. Um, but yeah, it's just it's really bizarre that it's not on Game Pass. And you're right. I just pulled up the uh, Xbox Wire article because I wanted to confirm that. And you're right. It's, it's coming out on uh, September 9th for... 15 bucks and it's part of the outer outer worlds expansion pass which is 24.99 it has two packs yeah there is another one coming out after this one yeah and you get and you get a discount for game pass but it's not included that's weird still still some of the roots of it's maybe the like the private division like this was not um this was already underway when microsoft bought obsidian sure so maybe maybe some of that but like you think that they'd be able to just smooth that over just like put it into game pass Pass. yeah it's a kind of strange. and so do you think that we'll see more of that where like a first party studio has a thing where you get the game but then you buy more i've totally bought I'm, dlc i'm open to buying dlc i bought all the forts expansions they didn't come to game pass and I happily bought good them point. Think, good point totally that's yeah. exactly right happily bought them yeah. i just thought it was weird in the gambit that was today's presentation of game pass game pass game pass mm-hmm. that they were like here's an asterisk and it's like, why don't like you're it muddies your own message. Just put it in yeah. Game Pass just so you can say point, it. Just put it in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Or we'll talk about it somewhere else. Uh, or talk about it somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's ultimately the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, no, I was going to say the pre they could have put it in the pre-show because none of the not the, the, the pre-show, not everything in the pre-show is coming to Game Pass. Yeah, it's just Most weird. I just thought it was weird. Uh, anyway, are you guys excited about DLC you into outer? outer it reminded worlds? me to go play it. Honestly, like I looked at that and like it's got such a great humor to a great style. Good gameplay. Kevin loved it. Seth loved it. A lot of people like it. 30 hours. Like I got to get to it. And now is a good time with all these games that aren't really coming out anytime soon. I should definitely be playing this type of game. Yeah. And it's coming out at at the perfect time because if it would have come out any later in the year, people would not have played it. But uh, Mm -hmm. September 9th September 9th is a good date. And I feel like I'm going to be packed. I got I don't know all the dates off my head, but I got Tony Hawk. I got Kingdoms yeah. of Amalur. Like, I got a lot yeah. of things coming up real soon. I keep, I keep forgetting. I think that's the same week as Kingdoms of Amalur. So actually, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, oh, no. So, yeah, that might be a problem. <laughs> Still not playing Outer Worlds. Obsidian yeah. comes in in a big way, right? And they talk about Grounded. I was like, oh, no. Because mm-hmm. this is, I said going into this, this is what I didn't want to have happen. I didn't want to see Sea of Thieves. I didn't want to see State of Decay. I didn't yep. want to see Grounded. I didn't want to keep seeing the same games we've been seeing for so long. And then they they quickly get it out of the way. By the way, I'm excited to play Grounded. Um but then they talk about new RPG. Yeah. First person yeah, RPG, RPG. Avowed. Avowed? 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 Avowed with the rocket arrow, man. That arrow was going. Arrow, like, Beautiful was cinematic. Camera mm-hmm. swirls behind Skyrim RPG, guys, from yep. Obsidian. Get hype. This mm-hmm. is a big announcement. Uh, yep. I've been telling Kevin since we launched the show, and I won't even throw Kevin on the bus. Since before, Kevin, Nathan, Obsidian was Damn. by far... <laughs> The biggest announcement acquisition that they've made. 
of all the studios they brought in, I was like, Obsidian's the one that has the chops to make like real mm-hmm. big game. This could be it, yeah. maybe, but I'm excited for it. And it's not even like I love Skyrim, but I don't get super into those games. Yeah. Um, but to have like this in first party coming to Game Pass, who knows, probably five years away, but either way. Like, that's a big hype announcement. Like, that was really cool. I was excited to see it. I don't know what it means that it's set in the Pillars universe. I never played a Pillars game, so yeah, I don't know what the, that, the that Pillars, doesn't mean anything to me. Eternity games are like top down. Yeah, I've uh, seen them. Turn based RPGs. Yeah. Uh, they're very DD like. So, I mean, it, it, it's probably just in that universe, and it'll probably have some t- little ties to that, but sure. it'll probably just be its own thing, kind of like Skyrim is, where Skyrim. Or the Elder Scrolls games don't always tie into the other Elder Scrolls games. They're so kind that's of what I kind of was saying, like with the Pillars universe. I don't know, like, is there uh, you know, dragons and like certain magics and things like that, like lands and yeah, guilds like, oh, and things that I'm unaware of. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, but I think um, it's exciting. Exciting. And what a space for them to to play in right now, too, where Bethesda had its time in the sun where they were given the games that people liked and like, yeah, it's got a little jank. But like, I love Skyrim. I love Fallout 4. I love these things. People have kind of turned their back on that a little bit. And Obsidian has this opportunity to go, well, we'll just pull back a little bit. Not a lot, but we'll do a 30 hour Fallout 4 and it's going to be tight and people are going to like it and it's going to play really well. I'm really looking forward to what's, and this is the same thing with State of Decay, just what these studios are going to be allowed to do with the might and power of Microsoft backing them. Going like, take your time, make the games you want to play or that, that you want to make. And you're, I'm hoping for that quality to increase like what Sony has been doing with its first party. So you've got first party level stuff for games that millions and millions of people play with the Bethesda stuff, but with the time and the patience to make it to a first party quality type of experiences, like I can't ask for anything more. And we saw more than just a logo. So yeah. so they're that. And they I, uh, did they say it right afterwards too? Was it Matt Booty who was saying, when we bought, basically when we bought Obsidian, they're like, this is the game we want to make. Yeah. So you love to hear that story. Like what was the pitch from each of these studios to say like, we should partner because we want to make this. I'm, that's those are the stories that are I mean really it sells itself here. right they come in they sit down at the table and they're like all right Phil listen yeah Skyrim but better okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah well and actually it's funny you say that they talk about that story because in exile we know they're working on a yep. big RPG like this too and uh it's it sounds like a similar story with them because they pitched an idea to Microsoft when they first were bought and we know that that's the game they're working on now in Unreal Engine 5 so I think that it's, it's, I think there's probably all the uh, – where they start hearing over the next couple of years stories like this from all the other studios like Ninja Theory. I mm-hmm. think there's another game they're working on besides Hellblade that uh, that's Oh, they're working on like four. I was well, tracking I that for a little while and they've got like an, uh, like some sort of virtual experience that they're doing and they got like yeah. a lot of things kind of – Well, what, what I mean is like I think they have a, a much bigger experience that they, they, uh, that they probably pitched to Microsoft that's going to come – after Hellblade 2. Hmm. So I think we're going to hear start hearing stuff like that from some of the other studio acquisitions down the road. Yeah. The next thing that we got up was Dusk Falls from a new developer, Interior Night, which is made up of former Quantic Dream Sony devs. Guys, this was a huge miss for me, and that kind of hurts me because what they showed, I think, looked good. Like the art style, liked it. The story aspect, I'm all about it. Love Life is Strange. Give me all those games. Did we see gameplay? Or was no. it completely cinematic? Is there gameplay? Like I have, that's where I'm kind of like Everwild. I was completely, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, are we just so watching? 
a visual there thing was a, happening? There's an interview afterwards where they, the um, I'm remember I'm blanking on her name. She was the the person who who spoke yes. in the the thing, and she mentioned that the game itself is going to be in that art style, but it's going to be a heavy rain style game. Right. Like it's going to be like that type of game. It's not going to be this like uh, almost like still photo thing that we saw in the presentation. I think okay. that was just setting up the events, but it's going – it sounds like it's going to play exactly like Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls or uh, Detroit Become Human, like any of those games. It's going to play like those games, but with that art style. Caroline Marshall. That's the name. So I, that's why I'm actually excited about it because I didn't realize when we were watching this trailer – that that's what this was going to be. I thought this was going to be like a visual novel style game. That's what they presented, like that. yeah, right? That's what they but, showed. Uh, yeah, but that's not what the gameplay is at all. Apparently, that, that's just this. That this was just setting the tone for the story and for the art style. Okay, going forward. So yeah, I'm back on board. She then. said in interviews, it's going to be like a heavy. Like she said, it's going to be very close to heavy rain. Hopefully, it controls differently. Game. But I'm back on board. Hopefully, yeah. You got to do the uh, the quarter circle to like pick up a sheet of paper. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Detroit, (laughs) Detroit, I digged. If it plays like Detroit, I'll be just fine. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you got anything on this one? Yeah, no, I'm kind of the same. I wasn't quite as turned off by like, I don't know what was going on here, but I was immediately thinking of PlayStation. This is a moment where I'm like, this is almost beat for beat the same as PlayStation's one, just totally different games, obviously. But at the same almost minute marker in the in the showcase, they kind of took a step back, showed some diversity, showed some smaller games, some narrative driven stuff. And then we get back to sort of like the the bookend with the, with the temples at the end of it. So I was more kind of thinking about that than I was actually taking in the game. Just because like, I don't tend to get super hyped about this of like i want to play this type of game like day one that's i don't know it just doesn't really do that for me it's not a, it doesn't take it's not me taking anything away from the game it's just there are certain games that make me want to play day one and certain games that, that just don't so this looks sure. cool and i i'm looking forward to learning more really is kind of where i'm at with it yeah i'd be yeah. very interested to see that gameplay that you were talking about ryan next up speaking of temples was ninja theory and we know that they're working on uh, the next sequel to Hellblade, and they announced that today that it was going to be set in Iceland, and that they're leveraging Unreal Engine 5 to recreate it, and they showed a bunch of, like, Google Map versions of Iceland, and they zoomed in, like, pictometry type stuff, and uh, they didn't announce any other information of the game. They didn't give us any yep. hint of how long it will be. We didn't see anything gameplay-wise, and uh, they did kind of say something along the lines, paraphrasing, but... We're eager to bring you along on the journey with us as we get into this, which makes it sound further away Far than away. I thought it was. I was, yep. I wasn't expecting it to be this year. I was set in stone. I thought we were going Halo, Forza in the spring, Hellblade by next fall. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was adamant. I was like, this has got to be it. Yep. And that's another one. Like I mentioned earlier with Everwild, this is another one. I came into this show expecting. Uh, further information on hellblade and we basically got none i don't like seeing you disappointed donnie and a lot of people i think are in your shoes as well um i don't know what it was that was telling me that this one was far out and also i think microsoft is really picking up on the playstation 4 playbook where it's like here's the game that's coming out very very soon but we're also going to show you games that we have no intention of putting out anytime soon sure right beside the games that are coming out right away so we do get a bit of a roadmap and things to look forward to and i said if you're ever going to do this for these for games like this do it now i'd rather know it yeah. now at least we know that we can look forward to these types of game i guess with him leading off on the the xbox console announcement i just kind of paired like normally you would do that with a launch type game or a launch window game or something that was sooner like the idea that you're like here's a console and here's a game you'll play 
you know, mm-hmm. years down the line. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, in my head, because it's been a while since Hellblade and they launched with it, I was just assuming that it's been full steam ahead on Hellblade 2. Yeah. There was somewhere that somebody had mentioned that they were building, they, they repeated it here where they were building it in Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. But it seemed like just in the last couple of weeks, somebody had said that, that that game would be built on Unreal Engine 5. And when they revealed uh, UE5, they they had mentioned that like developers are barely getting their hands on it. Mm-hmm. Like they're just yeah. getting to, so they kind of set timelines for anything that is rem- remotely tied to that engine for for a while for a while out. And Ryan did a wonderful job during the stream today of like identifying where it said Xbox One and Xbox Series X or yeah. just Series X. And there was a few. We're going to talk about that later. It's more than a few. Yeah, we're going to talk about the conference, <laughs> right? And so when they say yeah, no exclu- like no exclusive, everybody kind of pairs that quote down to its worst core um they say like games are coming out across both for the first year or two and you see series actually like now you start to get a sense of how far out some of those games are like hellblade yeah i mean as soon as we heard that they were going to start using unreal engine 5 with this game that instantly flagged to me this is a 2022 game totally it's very very far away i i imagine it'll probably come out in 2022 that's the year i'm pegging for this game like Mm -hmm. uh august 2022 my exact prediction excited about the setting right now i think it fits totally excited about the setting you guys know yep hellblade probably my most eager one of my most eager titles coming into this like coming into the thing this was my top two for sure so and it gives me a chance to finish it It gives a lot of people a chance to play hellblade that who've missed it i think i just finished it for the second time and i think it's getting up this game at some point as well for series x so it's gonna look really pretty i think on series x yeah you're gonna revisit it or play it for the first time like you are sean so i think that's maybe the type of game you might want to even wait till you get your series x when there's Mm -hmm. maybe a lull in the game releases to to check that one out i think yeah the next one came up from double fine where we saw jack black hit the recording studio and start doing a uh a song over an incredibly zany trailer for psychonauts 2 which I was also expecting uh, later this year and has now been moved to 2021. Yeah. I thought it was predated for 2020, right? Like we've it, been expecting Psychonauts 2 all year. I I anticipated it was probably due to the pandemic. That that yeah, happened. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Double Fine's never done it for me only because I don't have the history. I don't come from the PC place. I didn't do a lot of the LucasArts stuff. I never played Psychonauts. So the only thing I really say about this is I thought the trailer looked pretty cool. It looked like yeah. a game I could probably get into. So... The original Psychonauts is a very zany game. The whole plot is you go into people's brains and you try and solve the problems by investigating the world of their brain, which is just a zany place. It's always different based on like the person's brain that you go into. Um, so, th- of course, it just had to ha- be equally zany, the, the sequel. And it just made perfect sense when when watching this that it totally echoes what uh, what I thought a Psychonauts 2 would be. And uh, I really liked Psychonauts on the original Xbox. That's where I played it. And uh, I thought it was a really funny game. It had some great platforming in it as well. It's probably my favorite Tim Schafer game is, is Psychonauts because it actually wow. plays the best, like an, it plays the most like an actual game because most of his games are point and click games and they're funny and all. But that's what I'm, I've always I'm, associated Double Fun to. So I'll back you up there. Every time when yeah. they announced it, I was like, when they announced they acquired the studio, I was like, okay. He really did nothing for me. <laughs> and I, I'm a sucker for great gameplay. And and Psychonauts admittedly has great gameplay in it. So And it's not just the whimsical charm of Psychonauts that makes it great. It, it's a fun platformer. So yes. uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about Psychonauts 2. And I'm excited to see more of it. It's a shame that it got pushed back, but it's just one of those things where they're just going to take their time with this game and it'll get out when it gets out. And it's just, I think it was just the the 
state of the world right now that we're in that that kind of pushed that one back. But otherwise, I thought that was going to be a launch title. So did console. I. Yep. Yeah. It seems on brand for Double Fine, though, doesn't it? Like no, yeah. no game. I don't think they've ever had anything even come There's remotely that close to launching on time. And that's yeah. just that's just what I think. A lot of it is just them trying to be that like just above indie in terms of like the the ambition but they're still like they're very much in indie trying to make like go month to month just making sure the studio doesn't close down um i had zero interest in psychonauts at all i thought it looked weird it was the, the style of it really turned me off but this this moment turned me around completely and that's like kind of the power of jack black a little bit i was really hopeful <laughs> i'm like i don't know what like light of the moat or whatever that like what his character's name was i'm like i don't understand what that was i don't remember what he was called in brutal legend are they about to tell us about more brutal legend because brutal legend 2 with microsoft money would be amazing and i love that game a lot but dude when jack black is doing this like doors type of song but it's like it looked that was weird it looks great it looks totally great so they did a really good job just turning me around on on psychonauts but i'm still i need to play it it started to look like almost like budgeted um ratchet and clank in terms of like a style platformer type of thing so i'm i'm interested i'm just glad so many of these games that are way like a little bit outside of my wheelhouse are game pass games like i don't even i don't have to think about it yeah and you can try it out and if you don't like it that's it you uninstall it that's exactly where i was on this like i'm way more excited for this now after today than i am for uh battletoads oh dude get excited for battletoads it's good I don't think that game is ever coming out now. I've lost faith, Sean. (laughs) Damn it. The next game that was announced, uh, Destiny 2, 4K60 on Series X. D2, all DLC, including Beyond Light, are coming to Xbox Game Pass November 10th. Called it. Yeah, this was such an amazing announcement to see Destiny finally come home. They came home, Sean. Can you believe Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Does uh, Series X launch November 10th? mm, Around then? We'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. There are things, but it's also too the uh, all the expansions currently that are out are going to be out in September on Game Pass. The only thing that's coming November oh, I didn't know 10th that. is Beyond Light specifically. Yeah, they didn't announce a date in September when all this stuff is coming. But yeah, every current expansion as well as the Destiny Two normal platform are all coming to Game Pass in September ahead of launch of this. So you can jump in, get your character leveled up, get it ready to go for Beyond Light when it comes out on November 10th. I think it's mm-hmm. a perfect way to get people excited for that game. And uh, it, I figured something was up when I saw that they announced Beyond Light and pre-orders went live on every digital front except for Xbox. So I thought it was odd that they set it up that way. And now well, we like know why, because it's coming to Game I thought Pass. it was odd. That was, that was good. For those of you not watching the video, you missed it. <laughs> if only. But yeah, I'm super excited to also see what the next-gen version of this looks like as well, because it's going to run 4K60, on Xbox Series X. Is that and, basically uh, the PC version now? It's basically yeah. the PC version now, yeah. Yeah. Which looks great. That's awesome. And I'm a big dum-dum when it comes to Destiny. I love playing Destiny. I can't keep track of these expansions. I don't know what I'm supposed to buy. I don't know what I'm supposed to pay for. I end up missing things. I, but now you don't need to worry about it. They I took all, the, to all that out of your hands. That's true. I love that. That's what I'm so excited about. And there was a, an article. I think I saw it on The Verge, but there was coverage everywhere about um, Microsoft and Bungie have agreed for it to come to PC as well. But that doesn't look like until... Um, 2021 so destiny 2 all the expansions coming to xbox game pass for pc and it's so strange like i don't know what the what the hurdle is there like why it wouldn't just be at the exact same time i think it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that i think they're still tied up in weird legalities on the pc version with mm. like the battle net launcher it's a whole thing oh good point yeah, yeah. I, I know it's out of battle net now but it, i think that's probably the reason they had to delay that a little bit on pc 
Good point. Like, yeah. Something to do with that. I got nothing on Destiny. <laughs> oh, cool. man. Let's play it. Oh, I know. I have it. Daughter. I have played it. Sean, I played it on PS4 when it came out. I had no idea what I was doing or where I was going. When the new edition or whatever, like when it relaunched like mm-hmm. three years later, I got it again, tried it again. I had Dev in the chat handhold me around. Still okay. was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Good and Destiny is a game I legit don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I get it. I understand. Open hub world, run around, find the mission, do the mission, get better stuff, keep getting. But it's like after I do it three times, like, why do I keep doing it? Because <laughs> like, it it even when you get to max level, Donnie, you keep doing it anyways. See, no, 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 no. That's the because opposite of a Donnie game. That's the antithesis that's, that's, of the game that I do. You know what that is? That's the MMO grind. That's yeah, how I know you no. wouldn't like MMOs. Because and it's all fun MMOs and like it that. looks great and it's cool. Like, I get it. It is cool. Ke- Kevin bought the gold whatever thing this past summer. He's like, Donnie, you've got it. And I was like, no, I'm not. I No, I'm... So I got nothing. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I just, I almost put, I, I, I hate the tweets that go like, somebody says a thing, then they go, there, that's the tweet. Or whatever. I hate those that's things. I almost did it. I almost did the Halo and Destiny 2 on Game Pass. That's the tweet. But like, nice. that is a big deal. So man. when it comes to Halo, going the Destiny-ish route, same mm-hmm. thing for Anthem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the that's exact the same, same thing I said about Anthem. I got to get on the ground floor. I got to get with a squad that knows what they're doing so they can get me in. If you can get me in and hooked, I'll keep playing. But I know if I'm just lost to my own, like I, I am personally hoping if you're asking me my biggest hope for Xbox, I mean, for Halo is that it's streamlined. Um, I don't care if it's grinding and you keep doing missions again. I didn't mind that in Anthem because it was super fun to do, but it was streamlined. I got to know exactly where I'm going, what all the options are and all the inventory means and all that. That's where I start getting confused in all the minutia. Very different with Halo Infinite because it's not a loot game like like Destiny is. It has, you you saw the upgrades. I know that they have a campaign. Right. But but once you're done with it, what do you do? Well, again, you're not, yeah, there's probably like, missions once the campaign's over i'm guessing in in halo but it's probably similar to something more like far cry but it's not a loot driven game where you're not grinding for the best gear like the best armor or the best guns because that's I heard, what destiny's all about i know i definitely heard that you're not gonna have like light level and stuff but you will be like basically playing the campaign to unlock like equipment stuff that i would they, then imagine you take with you into multiplayer actually i from what they made it sound like for halo infinite specifically it sounds more like a metroidvania or metroid prime where essentially the upgrade section that where you have all the extra equipment that you earn in halo uh infinite are things that you'll earn throughout the story that you'll find in certain sections of the game yeah so for example the grappling hook is one of those upgrades that you'll find in the world and then you'll just have it all the time and you won't need to worry about getting an upgraded grappling hook down the road I mean, that's just one of the uh, specific armor pieces. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. I, I just, I guess I assumed when they were kind of doing their games as a service, I guess, type of yeah. pitch of it, a 10 year game, I just figured that there would have to be some sort of yeah. competitive just play it's a that's beyond multiplayer. It doesn't necessarily make it a game as service. I think there's a big difference between the two of them. Uh, or it doesn't make it a loot game like that. No, no, yeah, no, the, good point. Yeah, because the, uh, what Destiny, what again, sounds like it turns you off from destiny is all the complicated stuff surrounding the loot like and like uh replacing your guns all the time because you found yeah no if i could automate that i would keep playing destiny yeah and and that's actually probably what you're going to get more with halo because halo doesn't sound like it's following that at all you're gonna find guns on the ground like normal you're gonna you're gonna run out of ammo and have to find a needler on the ground somewhere and use that for a while whereas destiny is not that kind of game 
you don't switch weapons until you find like an, you earn a, a new piece of loot as you play it's more like diablo yeah. is, is what destiny's definitely doing versus yeah no uh, i've always got that part of it and yeah that's definitely not my cup of tea but okay uh the next one stalker 2 pc shooter from 2007 2009 post post-apocalyptic everything exclusive to series x coming to game pass first person shooter horror survival game when it was first shown i made the joke that it was metro because me and kevin both don't like metro <laughs> we both played metro like we weren't into it um but i like shooters i like first person shooters i like narrative shooters and i like horror i like fear i like left for dead so yeah i guess i never played the first one not a pc yeah. player do you guys play i was stalker? gonna say stalker is a game that really flew on the ra- under the radar when it came out not a lot of people played it but it has become a big scene on pc especially around modding like mod- modders are hugely into stalker and that's what keeps that community alive because that- it's still a very active community nowadays wow but it came out in 2007 and it's not a multiplayer game it's a like single player first person shooter that you go around and run around this uh, like post-apocalyptic environment. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how that translates to the console version. Like if you're going to be able to mod the console version, for example, because mods are such a big part of this experience on PC. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've never really gone to soccer at all, but it's been something I've seen grow and evolve over the years. Cause I played it when it came out and I thought it was okay. But uh, it's it's a game that's really grown on people over time and it's become a bigger community as time's gone on, which is bizarre to see because I never thought it was going to turn into that uh, when it first came out. It's worth mentioning it was, it was like a one and done thing. announced in 2018. So it's been in development somewhat, you'd hope, for at least a yeah. couple of years now. So it might be closer to release than than maybe anybody's expecting, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's also further away. Well, Who knows? yeah, I, I remember actually the original the original stalker being announced like super early as well. I think it, if memory serves, I think it was announced in like 2001 oh. and, it came, and it came out like six or seven years later. 2025 so like, guys, stalker two coming to Xbox game. Pass. Yeah, I think it just takes them forever to take it, it uh, work on games. So this might also be a 2022 game. Okay. Sean, I'm think? totally outclassed by Ryan on this one. I had no idea about any of that stuff. I just like I look at look spooky looks cool yeah i'm liking no, that I'm we're kind of there yeah games on, on xbox like it seems like that was especially ever since like the first playstation it seemed like horror games kind of live there so we definitely got a sense of and we continue to get a sense of of horror horror games so you look at phil spencer once talked about like with rise of the tomb raider he's like i looked at our, our, our bucket of games and we're missing the tomb raider or we were missing the uncharted type of game and i felt like he kind of has taken that to the nth degree with all genres all types of games and looking for like where is their active communities where the core xbox audience has no idea idea that this is a thing like world of tanks is an example like crossfire x is another example there's a lot of these things where like nobody even knows what the hell this is and there's billions of people playing it somewhere so they've done a really nice job of finding those odd hidden gems that aren't that are not hidden to a million other players so (laughs) i didn't know any of that stuff man that's that's why i love podcasting with ryan because he's got all like this historical knowledge about stuff i just saw a scary looking game that looked cool I was playing a lot of PC games back when it came out, so that's why I remember it. Love it. Ryan, help me. Tell me about Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide, the four-player oh, co-op action I, game. Dude, he knew, that, that's what it, he knew it was a Warhammer game in the middle of the trailer. I'm like, what in the world, man? So the, the two things that gave it away, number one, it actually had the Warhammer. As I said, they showed back. Warhammer up So I knew, I knew it was a Warhammer game, but the reason I knew what type of game it was was because uh, um, there was a, a, a game on Xbox Games with Gold not too long ago called Warhammer Vermintide which mm-hmm. is basically a medieval fantasy Warhammer game that's kind of like a Left 4 Dead, 
where you're basically fending off like zombies and trying to get from place to place just like left for dead and that's look, what it looks like this game's going to be except in the warhammer 40k universe which is essentially the the future, far futuristic version of that same universe so it sounds like it's taking the gameplay from vermintide which is the basically left for dead but then throwing it into the far future in warhammer 40k so that's what it sounds like this game is i'm interested to see what it is the first one was fun especially if you like left for dead then uh vermintide or dark tide is probably going to be the game for you sean shaking his head no no, just the devs in the chat saying 2022 is a year of uh, Series X. That's more true started, than it's. That's it's more true than it's not. It's starting to sound like that. Yeah. Uh, Tetris really Effect is. connected. The new version of Tetris Let's Effect go. that's already yeah. out. Um, single player, multiplayer modes were confirmed with uh, the music and the beats and everything. This is also coming as a free update. So if you already have it on PC or PlayStation VR, um, you're getting the same thing for free. I like Tetris Effect. I think it was really good. I am I only really like. I don't want to say like a downer. I feel like I maybe have sounded like a downer too much on this entire show. I really like Tetris Effect. I think it's a cool game. I didn't really like it as like a VR game. That was like my one thing that I took away from it. I've played on, on, on PlayStation VR and I was like, I don't understand why I'm playing this in VR. Like it's right. just as good as I'm playing it on TV. It's a psychedelic experience. Yeah, I guess yeah. like particle effects, but like I wasn't mm-hmm. like enamored, you know, with it as a VR experience, but it's a cool game. I feel like every gaming console ever, not even just Xbox, should come with Tetris. Like every PC comes with paint. Like you have like your your stock might you have your stock set of games or experiences or whatever, Tetris should be that, and it makes so much sense for this. I mean, really, just for any Tetris to be on there, and I I would love for more people to get the chance to play a a mode like Tetris ninety nine with a battle royale. I think is that's what I was expecting as they started to split the screen into like the multiplayer view. I was expecting to go like Tetris ninety nine, but in effect, I was like, that's gonna be awesome. And then when they didn't, I was like, oh okay, not as awesome, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, some people don't like the Tetris 99 thing just in that, like, you can, it, it, if you end up on the bad side of, like, the first, like, oh, 10 tough. people out, it's super unfair. It, feel, it feels not great. I got seventh but, once. That's, like, my highlight. Yeah, I got a screenshot. I've got second. I've got a bunch of seconds. I just <laughs> can't. I just I've, have never won. I'm sorry, Sean. I've come in first a bunch of times. I know. Right? Oh, game. Just right? flex, man. Game. No, but I also know what you mean because I've also come 98th before because I, I started <laughs> off the round that, and I was targeted by 22 people. Nice. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, oh, the, my, my screen's filled up within 10 seconds. Great. I, I love this game. I think it's, you know, I get such a very warm feeling when I think about Tetris Effect because I did, I played, I got it from the library, played it on PlayStation 4. It's such a, it's such a, I mean, I hate to say like the, it's a love letter to Tetris and, and music. And it, it does seem like a very heartfelt type of experience. And the, the reveal was that it was everybody, all types of people yeah. playing Tetris. Like yep. it reminded you of like when you first put, played Tetris back in the day, everybody was playing Tetris. So now it just seems like you, you're going to have it everywhere with Game Pass. So. Glad to see it come out of it as out of its exclusivity type of period with PlayStation and, and more people can play it now. Well, fun fact about Tetris Effect, because I don't have PlayStation VR, I never picked it up and I love Tetris. So I am so hyped oh, to finally to play this game on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Really uh, good. On game Pass, especially because I love Luminez, which is the series that most of the people who worked on Tetris Effect worked on. And yep. This is kind of like the Luminez um, tribute to Tetris. So yeah, yeah I'm excited for it. The next game shown was The Gunk from the SteamWorld creators Image and Form Thunderful Games now, right? They rebranded. That's uh, the publishing arm of it. That's what I was saying. They, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a new 3D action adventure game, um, but there is no SteamWorld Steam-powered robot in sight. And you explore and solve puzzles on a forgotten planet covered in toxic sludge using a Hoover-like gauntlet. Hello, 
Luigi's Mansion. This was a surprise. Um, when they showed the thing and I realized it wasn't a SteamWorld game, I was like, oh, this is cool. This is a big leap for them it from is, the games yeah. that they have. And I really like the SteamWorld Dig games. Not Heist as much or the other one, but mm-hmm. Dig 1 and 2 I really, really love. And this is a yeah. big leap for them. I hope they land it. I'm definitely going to be there. Game Pass, I would... I would be there on this game without Game Pass. So the fact that it this is this is one of those games because it has Game Pass. Like it, I'm just getting, I feel like I'm getting triple value on my own subscription because right. I, I absolutely would have bought this game. Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like I, it is a leap for them. You hope that they land. I thought that they that it looked really. I kept thinking like Ryan, did they say SteamWorld at the start of this? Like did they? They say, did. They said from the creators of SteamWorld, and yeah. then in the top left hand corner, it was the. And I and I I saw it with my own eyes. I saw that. I was just in disbelief of what yeah. I was witnessing because you come to expect a certain thing from Image and Form, and this was not that. So you love you love to see. Obviously, those games have been very very successful that for that team, and they're really stretching their wings here. So I just I can't wait to get my hands on it, man. Yeah. And you can definitely tell it's a game from them as well. Like the the art style on the characters and the environment itself look like something pulled from Steam the Steam World games. It yeah. just in 3D. So yeah, they've yeah. always made incredible games. Uh, all the Steam World games are awesome. So I'm really interested to see what they can do with this one as well. I'm really excited for it. Anybody see a time frame on it at all? Uh, no, but it was one of the only games that featured gameplay. So I assume it's a 2021 game. Okay. That's next, just my bar, my metric bar at this point. The next game was the medium. They showed their yes. dual reality trailer that has been talked about. Um, <laughs> I've been sharing the games industry.biz article. This one is quickly flying up my must have. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this was a game pass game. I'm not sure if I should have, but uh, they like announced it at the last showcase that it was going to be a game pass that it was going to be game pass i knew they announced that it was coming to series x and it was a series exclusive but i must have just completely missed that it was game pass i have yeah. literally been readying to buy it yeah. <laughs> i've been waiting for pre-order page i keep telling kevin i'm like i'm getting the medium for us because i think it looks awesome if the rumors are true and i'm going to miss out on a silent hill game on playstation 4 i really think this might fill in the gap for me on xbox and uh i'm really into what they're doing i think it's really cool i've played a lot of indie games where you flip between the light and the dark world to complete puzzles but to see that in a 3d space with some mm-hmm. horror elements on top of it and some spookiness i think could be tremendously fun and the hype meter increases for the medium this is one of the ones that i'm kind of attaching myself to and i'm telling myself man i can't wait to play that one dude i'm i'm right with you i'm glad to see something that isn't like from the first party studio but it is exclusive but people are really excited for it and it's game pass all of those things remind me of playstation early days of playstation for people to like really round rally around these things i don't know if you guys played uh the evil within or the evil within 2 yep, yeah. Yep. There was um there was a, when that was when that game was was coming out and when when people were talking about it, there were some great Twitter threads about like how varied the locations were and like they, people would take screenshots within like 15 minutes of gameplay and completely different just like and now you're here and then you fall down a hole and you're in this like fire pit and then you walk out the door and you're in this field of dandelions or whatever it was and the randomness it was an assault on your brain and on your senses. And that's what kind of connects it to uh, the medium for me in this case was the flip back and forth between like the light world and the dark world or the the horror world is so intriguing to me. And it just like makes my skin crawl. Like I get that, like my, 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 my head kind of shakes a little bit thinking like, I'm going to be so overwhelmed playing this game. And Ryan made it great, made a good point during our, our stream today. Like, why would you ever go into the, if you can choose, like, why would you ever go into the dark world? Just stay in the light world. Just stay safe, man. Why do you go over there? 
that's where all the creepy stuff is. Why would you go there? Why would you willingly go there? It's not like Silent Hill where you're forced to go there. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, there'll probably be some gameplay reason why you have to. But yeah, uh, I mean, Sean knows from us talking about this game and doing the the live reveal of when this game was first shown. From the very beginning, I saw this game. This has been my most anticipated Series X game. And after this showcase, it still is my most anticipated Series X game. I mean, I love survival horror games like Silent Hill 2. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I love that game so much. And to see them kind of pick up the mantle where Silent Hill kind of just dropped dropped the ball and went home because they didn't want to play anymore. Um, I'm so excited to see what they're going to do with the medium and... Yeah, this game looks incredible. It's also the game that I think is really going to show the power of next gen the most because at least at launch, because you're going between both worlds and they're both rendered at the same time. Like it takes a lot of power to do that. That's that's why this is a series exclusive exclusive and it's not coming to Xbox One. The developers said in an interview after it was first revealed that they couldn't do this one game on Xbox One at all because it couldn't handle the processing power of rendering both worlds at the same time simultaneously. So it's just really inventive stuff. And yeah, I am on board for the medium. I can't wait to play it. And it's one of those things where we saw a lot of gameplay from this reveal. I'm suspecting that this game is coming out this year. It's a launch game. It's got to be, right? Yeah, it's got to be a launch, launch game. You come home, game pass, you plug it in, you get the medium, you get Halo, an indie game. If it's game not day three. one, I suspect it's it's uh, with like within the first couple months. But yeah, Oof. I expect it's coming soon. I know that Phil has went on record and he said that he thought the Xbox One had too many launch games. I would agree. I'm not expecting us to have a lot of launch games. They need to have one to two other options for folks that aren't doing Halo. Yeah. I know that they want to push Halo and they kind of want to make sure it's like your big option, but not everybody's into Halo. They need to have something else. And I'm perfect mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, the medium would be. Yeah. This has got to be one of those games. Yeah, I hope so. Crossfire X got a campaign trailer, and we know that the multiplayer, which just recently went on beta, um, the multiplayer is free for Game Pass players, or free to play? It's just free to play. I don't understand how this is. So everything they said was coming to Game Pass, except this was the one that had the little moniker at the bottom. The campaign is not coming to Game Pass. Yeah, it said it's not coming to Game Pass. You got to pay for the campaign separately. I I really don't like fine print in Xbox shows. Like dates back to the inside Xbox 2020 with Madden and everything. It's really bothering me. I think fine print and Xbox messaging, they clash. They don't go well together. Yeah. At least they did the fine print this time as opposed to the Outer Worlds thing where they didn't do the fine print. I think Good point. I would rather them do it this way than not tell us until after the show that it's not coming again. Do mm-hmm. you guys play the data? I played it, but and uh, I was excited to see that there was a campaign. I was not expecting this. I didn't know if this was like common knowledge it's from or Remedy anything. too. Yeah, man. So it has has potential. And Jeff Grubb, I think, was also tweeting like he asked Remedy if there was going to be um, live action, like fi- like film kind of stuff. Like, the are you going to watch TV in this too? And they said yes, sort and of. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Every what one of their world? games, you got to do that. I love it. Remedy's uh, being Remedy over there. When I played the beta, um, I think it was on. Did I play it on Xbox or on PC? I can't even remember anymore. Uh, I was like military shooter, like pretty bland at least like it was a capable game but i'm like pretty described as call of duty light yeah and and like which is which is fine and great especially if it's a free-to-play experience like that's awesome but like i didn't have any attachment to the universe or to the gameplay itself or just anything to really like draw me in uh, or draw me away from something i already have which is like call of duty campaign does that for me like that's why i always want like multiplayer games to have a campaign alongside it so just it's almost like a training ground for me as well to understand like how the weapons work and how the game feels and everything like that so I was excited to see that part. And then the fine print, just like, I don't know that I would pay money for that. 
And that's the whole, that's a, a whole other conversation about like what Game Pass does to people's buying habits. Like, should sure. I probably should want to buy that? Like, it looks cool. I've identified <laughs> that I wouldn't want to play it. Being conditioned. I think it depends on how much it is. Like, if it's mm-hmm. like, if it's a full price game, are you going to pay full price for the single player for that game? I just assume it'll come to like, Game Pass later. Are you going to pay $89.99 Canadian for that? Yeah. Probably it'll just not. Come, it'll right? come later. Yeah. <laughs> it'll come post launch. It'll come to Game Pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. I suspect so. Yeah, I mean, I'm more excited, again, knowing that Remedy's part of it. And what they showed today, again, got me more excited than anything else they've shown for Crossfire X, even though I'm not over the moon with it. It's a game I'm actually interested in playing. Whereas before, the beta looked fun, but it was just not really my kind of game. Um, But uh, this definitely got me more excited for it. But I'm still, I don't know if I'm going to pay for it. It just depends on how much it is. If it's not that expensive for the single player, like if it's 20 bucks or something, yeah, I'll do that. But if it's, uh, but knowing... uh, uh, what's going to happen here? It's probably going to be either a full price game or, or like fifty dollars Canadian, and it, at that point, it's probably not worth it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I won't we be getting see. it. Uh, Ryan, why don't you tell me about <laughs> Fantasy Star Online too? Oh yes. boy, howdy! Yes, you, know, I, you brought me on this show for one reason and one reason only. That's to talk about Fantasy Star Online two, New Genesis. It is coming in twenty twenty one. It's going to basically be a complete like. Ground, from the ground up redesign of the whole game from Fantasy Star Online 2. So Fantasy Star Online 2 came to Xbox One like la- like this year, which is kind of crazy that they're basically doing this giant overhaul. In fact, I would like in this to uh, Final Fantasy 14 when they did A Realm Reborn. It's that kind of overhaul where they re- were doing the entire combat system. I was the way the, the same world thing, looks. Like literally what, when we watched the trailer, Sean, this looked exactly like Xenoblade. <laughs> like playing I said that <laughs> I said Xenoblade I made a joke I called it like Fantasy Blade Chronicles or something Dude, that's what I've been saying the whole and time. I got I got quickly corrected they're like oh this is way before I'm like guys I know yeah 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 well, actually, he, yeah so it sounds actually. like the the team at, at Fantasy Star Online 2 is basically taking Fantasy Star Online 2 and turning it into like a Xenoblade MMO from and morphing what's there with a bunch of new content. Like apparently they're redoing all of the quest lines. The story is going to be different. There's a ton of new content coming to Fantasy Star Online. And this is a game I've already spent a hundred hours with already. I've played a lot of Fantasy Star Online too, but it's a game that I don't continue to go back to, not because I don't like it, but because the the you can definitely tell it's an older game that hasn't really that that's definitely showing its age as far as the mm-hmm. the the way that the combat is set up, the way that the quests are set up, um, just doing stuff in the post game is okay in fantasy star Wars, too. Systems, menus, things like yeah. that like it's the game kind of pushes you away and this looked very smooth like especially somebody who just finished xenoblade on switch i'm like give me xenoblade on my xbox game pass and like with actual multiplayer that, that works friends. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, apparently people like to watch concerts in fantasy star online which that i is don't really understand just got to get an anime concert in your so uh, weird in your anime MMO. but at the same time they'll probably bring the concerts back for this there's going to be all the weirdness that comes with fantasy star online too because it is a a, a weeb friendly game <laughs> as, as we call in the biz um but i, I love fantasy star online too and it, and i think it's this is just going to improve all the stuff that needs improving and I think it's going to bring a lot more people in to Fantasy yeah, Star Online yeah. too, because even someone like Sean that I think could go for the Fantasy Star universe if done correctly. And he's I even got the cool sword on his back, man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, the Monado looked like he was just like riding around back there. It looked awesome. Yeah. But obviously, your character is going to be whatever class you want to be, because there's like gun classes and sword classes and all that stuff. And I think all that stuff's still going to carry over. So yeah, I am I am very hyped for Fantasy Star Online. That was cool. That New was Genesis a cool reveal. next year. I think it's going to get a lot of people 
who weren't interested in Fantasy Star Online 2 on board. And Fantasy Star 2, it's a very popular game on Xbox it, it, because it's the only place in the, in the West to play is either on Xbox or PC. And also, same with the, with New Genesis, it's coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch as well as Xbox in every other region except North America. In North America, it's Xbox only and PC. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's really weird how second. Get hyped, Tony. We're gonna do this. We're you just wait back. Come back no, to this I'm moment. No, I'm not doing it. Just wait. Guys, gonna be all into it. No, I think, I'm not. No, I'm I think not. this is gonna be not a game worth paying attention to. Not even mm-hmm. close. Not even close. Damn it. Okay. This is what we came here for. We, I say we selfishly, as I. The show closes. I have one more thing to show. Screen goes to black. Fades up. Fun playground. I know exactly what it is. Because I got like a jolt of energy. Like I started yeah. to like, not like shake, like tremble, but like had like that kind of like that adrenaline push. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And uh started to see some trees. Kevin made some mention. He was like a new MMO. For, I was like, don't say that. Fable MMO. Fable confirmed. After all the time and all the rumors and speculation, Fable gets a cinematic. Um, the things I took away from the cinematic is keeping its British tone. As you would mm-hmm. hope and expect. Very whimsical. Have a little fairy flying through the forest and all the overgrown, very folklore British fairy tale-esque. Mm-hmm. Keeping the and humor. And not a cartoony fairy, by the way. No. Not a, just a glow of light, like a Tinkerbell, yep. a miniature human with wings. Yep. Flying around. The frog snatches her out of midair. Like, you have this beautiful whimsy thing and just boom, grabs her right away. So you can tell that it kind of is keeping that reverent fable-ish humor and well, you definitely tell what the narration as well the narration exactly i was about yeah. to say the same mm-hmm. thing and they say you know your story has yet to be written and they close the show okay first and foremost so excited to now know that i can 100 believe in fable i have always believed that fable is coming back i'm believing these rumors since the beginning this is yep. the one franchise that i really think microsoft has been missing um, not just from their own wheelhouse. I understand that Fables, it's the the style of game, the type of game that they've been missing is what they used to have with Fables. So dumb that they closed it. It's like, it's yeah. the one thing you don't have. You mentioned, you're like, we don't have that adventure game like a Tomb Raider. It's like, well, you did. Mm. <laughs> you had it and you ruined yeah. it. <laughs> um, uh, on the last time Sean and I got together, Ryan, I'm not sure how you might feel about these statements, but okay. I made the case that I think Playground might I think they have a case to say that they're Xbox's best developer. Yeah. Um, I think Forza Horizon 3 and 4 are the, if you were to say, I think they're the best games collectively that have come out from a studio on Xbox One. I I believe that personally. And I couldn't be more excited that Fable is in their hands. I did write down a few things for those of you keeping track at home. Fable currently has, all right, so this is, um, I forget what it was, the Limington Spa Studio that Playground has uh, put out. They have Anthem's lead environment artist, Ghost Recon's wild lead character artist, Hellblade's lead animator, Metal Gear Solid 5's project manager, and they've hired a bunch of former Rocksteady Arkham Knight script writing team for the project. Wow. This is yeah. big. This is going to be big, beautiful, single player, I hope, I think, single player focused Fable game. It's hard to read into what it is from just a 15 second cinematic trailer, but everything that I took from it was fables being reborn. It will be the fable, you know, and love, and it's going to be the single player experience that a lot of people clamor that Xbox doesn't have. And uh, they did have it and it was called fable and I can't wait for it to come back. And I hope 
that it's not too old or, or maybe it is, maybe it's better that it's been forgotten. Uh, I was showing fable three to my kids today and <laughs> my kids were like, this used to be like your favorite game. <laughs> it's like, yes. Um, fable. I don't have the halo experiences of yore to pull from. I can't tell people about land parties and stuff like that. The one franchise in Xbox's wheelhouse that I can tell you where I was when I got it, the midnight that I picked it up, the nights that I played for it by myself is Fable. There was a period of my that. life where I've always said I basically rocked between Zelda and Fable games, I feel like, for five or six years. That's mm-hmm. all I did. I just went from Fable to Zelda to Fable 2 to Zelda to Fable 3 to Zelda and uh, with like a college football game in the middle. I love um, it. Fable is my Xbox game. It's this is Honestly, they could have just done this. And I totally would have been there for Series X. Like Fable plus Game Pass is all you needed to say for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I will wait for this game as long as it needs to be waited on. I don't care. It could be like five, six years. And I will still be there. Super excited to play Fable. Um, this is the Xbox moment I've been wanting to have this entire generation. And I've wavered on my commitment to Xbox. I've come and gone. Um, I missed it at the beginning of the generation. I came back. I was in on Fable Legends, didn't like what it was, but was still definitely going to play it. And they hated when that went away, hated when Lionhead went away. I was just like, oh my God, what are they doing? And um, I just couldn't be more excited about this. So what did you guys think about the final reveal to close the show? Yeah, it's a little bit of a downer that it's so far away because I'm also really excited for for Fable. I mean, all I want to do is buy up all the houses in that game yep. and then charge everyone obscene rent because that's what I like to do because I'm always evil in all games <laughs> I play, especially Fable. So I love doing evil stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, they, they set the tone in the trailer that you, it's going to be just like the old Fable games. It can be good. You can be evil. You yep. can do whatever you want. It sounds like you can be called Chicken Chaser. I'm anticipating that can be a title you can earn. So yeah, I'm all on board for Fable. And I just, I mean, if anything, this is the one game where I can say, Playground, just take your time, make sure it's awesome, and we'll see you when it comes out. Like, the, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be there day one waiting for this game. I need to play Fable. I need to go back. I need to play it. I, but it's I, hard to go back to now. Of, what you're saying, yeah, is that it might be I played be replayed 3 after um, the X because it is X enhanced. It is better. Yeah. It's sharp and clean, um, but it is Fable in its day in the prime time wasn't the best looking game you could play. And it's day. And now it's even harder. But if you can appreciate the style that they're going for, you can absolutely take what you know from Playground and project it forward. And like, I have no doubt telling you Fable is going to be gorgeous. I cannot wait. The other game that I would point to, if if you want a modern example of or a more modern example than Fable Fable 3 is Kingdoms of Amalur. Like when that game comes out, if you play Kingdoms of Amalur and you're going to like it, you're gonna like Fable because mm. it's basically uh, so so similar to Fable, but it's just got less of the whimsy and. and that makes me so excited, Ryan. I didn't know what it was, and I pre-ordered the game. I've never played oh, a game. There you go. <laughs> so now I'm even more excited. Would, like essentially, I would compare Kingdoms of Amalur to a more mature Fable. Awesome, that's what that game is, and and that's why I love Kingdoms of, of, of Amalur. It gave me a, a, a deeper combat system than Fable, um, and it, it did sacrifice again some of the the British charm of, of Fable, but. It gave me a game that I felt so much more excited to pour hundreds of hours into uh, because there were, number one, there was a ton of content, but number two, it was just so fun to play. Um, so if they, if if Playground can do to Fable what uh, uh, the the team did with Amalur, I think it's going to turn out to be an incredible game. Like the main thing is with Fable, the the gameplay in Fable has always kind of been loosey goosey. It's never been the star of the show. Um, kind of like the graphics are where it's good it's serviceable it'll get you there 
but it's not the reason you're playing it. Like it's a lot of the other, like it's more of the universe. Yeah. I always played you, it for the adventure and uh, yeah. I love, I, it's like it's Zelda plus town building. And exactly. to be quite honest yeah. with you, like I love a good town building. <laughs> that, that or you can weird. burn all the towns to Dude, the ground. Like the cave, man. <laughs> Play a little town building with that base camp building, things like that. A little easier. The 360, I'm getting getting roasted in the chat a little bit about not having played Fable. And this has been oh, me wow. with an Xbox, which is totally fair. Like it's a, it's a Xbox stable. Like this is a staple. Like this is the game. You should be, this is Well, one it's of not like Halo's things. the game. I always get that on the other sure. end. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fair. So, like between the two of us, we're we're filling each other each other's gaps here. Um, the 360 was an interesting time for me. Like I was looking for like games. I had I had weird opinions about games back then. Like we've all kind of grown in our in our gaming habits oh, and for opinions sure. and things like that. Like I looked at like ODSC. Like Ryan, I've talked about this where I'm like, you still that's not a that game, Sean. I'm like that because because when it came out, I'm like, that's not a real Halo game. Like I was that like super immature, just like didn't really have like a. A well-rounded generation was like real heavy on mature themed brown shooters. Yeah, Killzone, (laughs) Resistance, Gears of War, all of that stuff. Yeah, Ghost Recon. Yeah, a lot of Call of Duty. I I mean, of course, I was the like Medal of Honor, like Call of Duty Madden bro, dude bro shooter kind of thing. Oh, that was you. Canada, Canada was Call of Duty and NHL. Yeah, right. Sure. And that's what that's what that's what we did. So I looked at games like Fable and went like, well, that's a little too cutesy, a little too like not a little outside. And um, I'm excited to play. Like now is the right time for it to land for me. But it's interesting to go back in your in your gaming history and see what you missed and why. I think I'm most excited because for so long I've been hearing like um, since I've spun since I boomerang back around to Xbox, especially through the rise of Game Pass. As I've spun back around to it, the constant thing that I hear from naysayers that question, you know, my commitment to Xbox and Game Pass and all that is they go, well, they don't have the type of games that like I like, you know, and they say games that are solo single player adventure games. And I'm like, but they do. They have that game. I've played that game. I played three of them. They were amazing. You missed it. But it is so funny because back when they were cranking them out, people didn't play it. I said it today on the stream. Fable was always that game that like I never told my friends I played Fable. Like my mm-hmm. close friends, because none of them played Fable. We played Gears, we played Madden, right? Just like you. But like yeah. Fable is the game that I go to the GameStop and I talk to the GameStop manager, you know, who plays all the games. I'm like, dude, you play Fable. He's like, it's so good. Like, and, you know, like it was always kind of like that, I don't know, geekier, you know, lesser niche type thing. But it's so funny because it is Xbox's equivalent of a Zelda game. I mean, it yeah. is yeah. that. And those games yeah. are so popular and so huge. And I know from, my Nintendo-ness, and I know from a lot of Nintendo fans that if they just knew that, they might mm-hmm. love it. You know, like if they just knew it, like uh, somebody, the one time I ever got sold on Darksiders, like eight years ago, somebody was like, dude, you've got to play Darksiders 2. It's like Zelda. And that's all you had to tell me. And I played it and I was like, it is like Zelda. It's awesome. <laughs> and I love Darksiders 2. Yeah. Somebody hit me with that with Fable. And I found, I mean, this is one of my favorite franchises ever. I absolutely yeah. love Fable. And I you know to be critical because I want to be critical. I expected to see Fable today and we didn't see it. And that lets me down. I'm going to get me wrong. I'm totally excited that it's that it's finally been announced. But having talked about it for so long, having been rumored for so long, they had to know that we all knew that Fable was going to be here. Yeah. I would have loved to have gotten even if it was just the avowed. Just give me the swing around the camera and let me see it. Just, you know, don't even do anything, but just let me see it. Um, but they're saving it and I can't fault them for that. It's it's a big announcement. Just the fact that it's here. I think it's a huge announcement. I feel like the Twitterverse is overlooking it because they've known about it. 
There's a right. bunch of people that don't well, follow that that didn't that found out today that there's a brand new Fable game. It's I also hope. just one of those things too where it's been forever since Fable Three. I think a lot of modern gamers haven't played Fable, and not only that, a lot of people didn't play Fable Three because it was probably the worst of the three Fable games. People panned. It. I, you know, I like Fable Three. People panned. Oh, I, I'm it quite not a saying bit. it's bad. I'm saying that the the perception is. Yeah. Right, it's the worst of the three Fable games, yep. and that's all. That's all I've heard is like the legacy of Fable is not all that great. Like the, that. Oh they no, were gotta go back and play Fable's the studio anniversary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's so I was just uh, in the chat here as well. Like I, it's it's installed on my Xbox. Like it's, Fable anniversary to to is going to give you that Toon Leak childlike coming of age wonder adventure game. Fable three awesome. is more adult. You can go more. I think like light evil. You can go more good sure. bad. Yeah. Um, but the Fable 3, the thing that really bothered everybody is the ending of the game. You basically just go out and quest like up a war chest and mm-hmm. you're like on a, it's not like a fast timer, but you're on a timer. If you don't do it enough, then the world ends. <laughs> like You get yeah, destroyed. That, that's what I didn't like about it either. Cause I liked the openness of Fable 2 and I liked how the game just felt like it never ended and you could yeah. just take your time with it and, and yeah. enjoy it. And I think that was kind of my problem with Fable 3 as well. It's not my only problem with it because I also didn't like kind of the the royalty aspect of it as well because that's mm-hmm. a big part of that game but you're how you're like the king of of the castle essentially and there's a lot more well uh, you take like, over the castle nitty- like that's yeah. the whole thing is you got to go and stuff. reconnect all the tribes and then you become the king and that's like the whole point of the game is once you become king now you have to answer for all the promises you've made personally right. i liked it about it. i thought it was that's cool aw- that sounds awesome it is man. i liked it i i've never I mean, gotten so much of the hate i wouldn't say it's the greatest game in the world but i like that part of the game no that, that's it's why different. like i i think it's definitely i think halo fable one is probably the worst of the three if i if i evaluate wow. them critical but again i also really like all three of them it's just yeah. saying it's the worst doesn't mean it's bad no know? i agree when the heck am i supposed to play this game carrion just came out yes. yesterday or i guess technically the day like before. launched early on xbox I know. Just okay. I guess it, <laughs> it was out before review embargo. I was like, "You play now." It's awesome, man. <laughs> I got to play that. There's um, the messenger. I'm still getting through. I was saying to, um, I'm thinking about Outer Worlds as well. Getting grounded just that, dropped dude. or is dropping what this week on my birthday? Uh, yep. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play it. So um, many games. All right, guys. It's a long episode. I'm sorry. I it never had two hours a night to record a podcast. No, it's like I wanted. <laughs> I wanted it to. I didn't want to skip over anything. I wanted to give everyone, no, you know, this. but all right. Yeah. So I've got to, all right. Do, do you guys have 20 minutes? I have 20 minutes. I don't want to put you on the spot. If you don't tell me. Donnie, let's go, man. Okay. Yeah. Cause the we only, got, the only is because my quarter pounder isn't finished. We were going to do the Xbox one question, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. We got some really good questions and I was like, I, I want to answer them all. But the first thing that I have is I want to get back to Ryan's point. That he's made throughout the show. State of Decay 3, Forza Motorsport, Avowed, As Dusk Falls, Fable, Hellblade 2, and Everwild all had Xbox Series X and PC logos on their screens. Does that mean that they're not coming to Xbox One and or that they are more than two plus years away? This was brought up in the chat by Kyle. When he said it to me live on air, I dismissed it because um, for whatever reason, when he said it in my head, I thought Forza. And I was like, obviously, Forza's got to be closer than that. But as I've read more and more about it, it's like, it's probably not. So he might be right. Um, My initial take is I'm really wondering if Xbox is going to have to renege on this two-year window. Like, it may not be exactly two years. Um, I don't know if all of those games are two plus years away, but I'm also interested. I'm not surprised that people are holding them exactly to what they've said because they've, they've been adamant 
exactly how they've said it. But I'm I'm waiting for the xCloud shoe to drop where they're like, with xCloud, you don't even need a Series X. You can play every game. Like, I'm really expecting them at some point before this two-year window up via xCloud, you can play every Series X game on your Xbox One S if you want to do that. Hmm. So it, I don't know if it really matters. <laughs> and I don't mean to demean it. Like, I get it. I guess the large point here is, well, Xbox is lying to you. You do need a Series X, which, sure. I, I mean, I'm already getting a Series X, so like personally to me, I don't really care that much. For those of you that are not getting a Series X or not planning to get a Series X, if you feel like they lied to you, then I don't know, get a PlayStation 5? <laughs> I don't well, know what to X, tell you. I would say that I don't think they lied to you because I also, from what it sounds like, at least for the first year, all the games that are coming from Microsoft Studios are coming on both platforms. Yeah, yep. And, and we already know of games coming out next year that are coming to Xbox One specifically from third parties. So and like Square Enix, for example, is on record saying that they don't have uh, like console, like uh, next-gen exclusives for a while, for the foreseeable future is what they said. And we saw that today, like Fantasy Star Online 2, for example, is on both platforms. So it's like, um, I, I really think that that's kind of, like Xbox themselves, I think is going to hold themselves to it. it whether it's two full years, I don't think it's going to go that long. I think they probably might have to pull back on that. But uh, definitely, at least for the first year, I anticipate that all the games will be cross-platform, at least yeah, from what I, we're seeing now. I was doing a little bit of search because I'm like, I want to make sure if we're going to hold them to their word, like we got to be very specific about what they said. Right. And it was Matt Booty who said, uh, as our content comes out over the next year, comma, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down that family advice. So he did specifically say... And two I believe years. Phil reiterated that in his like Xbox manifesto a few weeks ago. I think he specifically said two years as well. Two so people are holding them specifically to that. Right. So I think I think yes. Um, I'm wondering too if man, it'd be interesting to see like what they do with like potentially a Lockhart here as well. Like if they if there was like a space for <laughs> Series S and that game will be available for that but not Xbox One, which technically would allow it to say like it's following up and down these this family devices. Because I don't know if they specifically ever say Xbox One and Let me ask you Series this. X. I don't know. 18, months, I don't from, like getting it on Xbox, 18 months from launch, Xbox Game Studios releases a first-party game that can't be played on Xbox One. Do you really care? Like, are you going to be like, they said two years and damn it, they didn't deliver. Like, I really Pers don't care. I mean, it's a, it's a complicated thing because people are are kind of hitching their, their wagon on to the fact that games are being held back for this reason. And then if they pull back on it, it's like, man, that's it gets really it gets really complicated. Like you did make a big promise. That's a differentiator that they're trying to say, like they're basically mm -hmm. claiming that PlayStation is forcing you to upgrade. So I right. get it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I. But like, are we going to be that literal? That 24 months to the day you better not release one it's just like yikes guys mm -hmm. calm down a yeah, little like year and yeah. even says like year two years that's not how games work like you can't mm -hmm. they don't like the games plans they don't know. Change. yeah plans yeah. change like i just felt it because it's uh it wasn't just our discord there was a lot of people on twitter i've seen a lot of this today there's a lot of people hunting it down and i think it's good like you want to know where things are coming and going and it's very confusing as it's cross-gen and you know what's improved and what's not and like so i get it um, but I just didn't feel like I, I, there's a part of it's just like, man, people are being real literal 
<laughs> they're getting real serious you know what though when you think about when a console launches like what does the first year to 18 months really look like it like looks like a gen. slightly better version than last gen <laughs> or the HD remasters of games don't forget about those so it is like that we're blurring generation lines technically but still like that like what we experience is very very similar yep yeah. so we'll, we'll get those you know next gen experiences but never on on day one we, we go through the cycle which i think is also why they want to get rid of the generation thing because it's just like this painful you know it's coming you're, you want to sell people on new hardware but you are not able to make something that looks four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars great to sell the system and then people kind of just pick it apart and yeah dude it's 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 a painful cycle but it's going to be just as painful to break out of it, if, if not twice as painful to break out of the cycle and teach us what this future is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Let's answer some of these questions. Grouchy writes in and goes, for fans, for those fans who can only buy one console in November, do you think this objectively swayed anyone towards Xbox or away from Xbox? I'll let you guys answer first. Hmm. As I love far this. as people <laughs> buying this November... I don't think it swayed anyone to buy a console this November that wasn't going to buy it already for Halo. Because I don't think they, as much as I liked the Halo demo, I don't think there are many people that are in Donnie's shoes that were not Halo fans that were won over by this. I, I mean, I think you're the outlier when it comes to that. I stuff. agree. No, and uh, I don't think, and other than that, nothing else in this presentation looks like it's day one. So it's one of those things with me. I've made the very conscious decision that I'm not buying a PlayStation 5 at launch because the only game that I know of from Sony that's coming at launch is Spider-Man, and I'm not interested in Spider-Man. So I don't need to own the console right away. And and I felt very similarly coming out of this, where Halo was that game to win people over at launch. But I think the people that were going to buy a Series X at launch for Halo anyways weren't, didn't need this gameplay reveal to... Uh, validate that purchase. I think they were just going to probably do that anyways because they're excited about Halo, just like we mm-hmm. are. Um, so and I mean, that's, that's that's just my my thought on it. I don't think this swayed anyone, not too many people towards Series X in particular. I think I definitely think it did some people, but it wasn't to like a huge degree as as much as I was hoping for. Uh, but what do you think about this, Sean? I I keep saying it. I don't know what day one looks like, and until they really outline what day one or the first week or anything like like we're missing a pretty critical detail and it so i like kind of compartmentalizing that completely separately from what they showed because what what they showed looks awesome and i want to play a ridiculous portion of those games like when yeah. we look when we run down that list of games that we just did like what how many did i turn my nose up at? like almost none like yeah. really i want to play every single one of those games so good showcase for sure but what does the day one what does december look like i i don't really know and i'm and i'm wondering if i'm just like do I just buy things on day one because I buy things on day one? That's probably where I'm at with it. Like, I probably just get it because that's what I do. But I don't know. That, like I said, this also, this was a Game Pass showcase. This this actually wasn't an Xbox One or Series S show, X showcase as much as it was. Just let me buy as many years of Game oh, Pass. Oh, Sean got through every one of them. Xbox One, Ever, X, S, 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 S. Whatever. There's so many Xs. Don't even care. They made it so complicated. You just like, you stop. You just drop it at Xbox. Xbox. Mm-hmm. I just, I, want, I just want Game Pass. I think you're spot on. I agree with you. I'm getting a day one um, because I think it's cool and I want to have it. I've said that from the get-go. Like what? I don't have any yeah, real big reason other than I love Game Pass and I love Xbox. It's where I play the majority of my non-Switch games. So I want the new right. thing because I want it to load better, look better. I want it to do mm. all those things. If that's not enough for you to justify a $500 purchase, 
there's nothing I can do to change that. <laughs> I, I'm totally, totally doing it. Um, totally. Yeah. So Plus, it's one of those things too that Microsoft doesn't care where you play your games. If you want to play them on Xbox One, you have that option. Or well, if that's you interesting. Play on PC, you can too. Because that's where I was going to go with this. I don't think this presentation did much in the way of selling the Series X. I will. I, that's. I will say that. I think this presentation sold the hell out of every gamer needs to have a Game Pass. I don't care where you play it. You play it on S, you play it on PC, you play it on xCloud, you play it on the new X, whatever you want to do. I think this presentation really sold you that it doesn't matter if you love PlayStation or Switch or whatever, you need Game Pass. You're just missing out Dragon Quest. on so much, so much content for $15 mm-hmm. a month, $10 a month if you really want to be, you know, pinchy about it. So yeah, um, it did that. But did this... Did I come away like I don't think this came away if you were if you're truly somebody on the fence and I don't know how many of those people there are but if you're truly on the fence did you come away like totally swayed towards Xbox I can't imagine that you did especially after the conjecture that came out after the stuff the social no. sphere and all that like I can't imagine that you were really won over either way so mm-hmm. I think price uh, will matter a lot for a lot of people in that regard because um yeah yeah like I don't know like Halo by itself enough to do it knowing that uh, yeah there's some stuff coming down the line you might be excited about um, but it's down the line you know so it's going to be a while it was definitely like an advertisement for the future of the Xbox platform and less of what we're going to be playing this November so I think or even the first to be honest with you I'll take it a little more fear mongering that first year yeah it's not just it's not just day one what about day 60 day 90 day 120 like there's not really a whole lot of roadmap here beyond really what Halo and the medium I mean, unless some Call of the, the games sea. are closer than we're anticipating, but yeah, you're right. There's I mean, a lot of overlap with the gen that we have now. Like a lot of next gen, like this year, like through March, is going to be playing Tony Hawk, Keenan Zomler, and stuff that yep. we're already playing. Like that's you know, it's and I anticipate next year is going to be more Cyberpunk. of the same for both for both PlayStation and Microsoft. Watch Dogs. Both in the same. That's boat. where I was going to jump in. Honestly, is that the notion of like there's nothing to play is like well, there's a lot to play. Oh yeah, there's play tons to play. play. And and we all anybody who jumped in on the Xbox One X when it came out got to experience why that's something yeah. that you want. Yeah. It was worth like, it because that was awesome. That yep. was really good to have the games you already own and go like this looks way better. Like not a little better, way better. Yeah, yep. those games coming out in October, stuff like Crash Watch or uh, Star Wars Squadrons or yep. like games that uh, even the Avengers getting, game. That's a big yeah. one. A lot of people are very excited about that. Yeah, so even that games like, that aren't getting the next gen upgrade. That, that's right. coming from the publisher, I think we'll still look and run better on that console. So that's a reason right there to get it. That's the only yeah. reason I'm getting it because it's just going to be better. It's going to be what I that's have, the, but better. That's what that conversation needs to look like. And that's where I think maybe that day one conversation. And they, and even Satya Nadella is talking about like it's going to launch with the most launch games of any console ever. Yeah, but he's counting and a lot of current loose, gen stuff, right? For sure. They're playing fast and loose with what the hell that even means. But, yeah, right. you know, if you take it with just the games that are actually optimized for the system and just look at that, then I would, I would count that because I do think that it's, I'm on the side where it's like, that would actually be worth it to spend the yeah. money to have a, the best version of watchdogs of Assassin's Creed of cyberpunk of all these different games. That to me is totally worthwhile. Even if it's not exclusive, I wouldn't, I don't need it to be like nobody else can play, but me, cause I spent my money on it. Well, nobody can play it. Like I'm playing it. And I have an appreciation for when it does look that much better when there is no stuttering. I'm just like, I don't want there there to even be a thought in my brain that somebody else is having a better time with this than I am because I didn't pony up for the for the next for the (laughs) hardware. I think you said it best, John. Like you and I are, or other people who picked up the series, uh, the Xbox One X right away, 
know already it. are coming in with that mindset we know that these games are just going to naturally look better if they don't patch them so mm -hmm. i think for us we're coming in with the mindset that we we know what to expect from this and, and that's why we're excited more and yeah. and the, the multi-game resume and like all the stuff that like is like feature stuff the ui stuff like that i love that's the type of thing that people underestimate like the or quality even, of life even just cutting out loading on current gen games mm -hmm. just yeah, stuff that's you're already be playing an incredible change it's gonna be much right. faster like yeah, how much so better it's, it's, is it's cyberpunk gonna be even without yeah. them their patch for next gen how much better is cyberpunk just gonna be on the better hardware mm-hmm yeah, there's still like I, like I've been saying a couple times, we we still are missing some very critical information, mm -hmm. price, um, how we expand the memory, how much that's going to cost. So mm -hmm. Seagate's been talking about their expansion thing. I think that I, I might be out on a limb here. Xbox has a leg up on that, like that you'll actually be able to expand your memory at launch. And yeah. I don't know what Sony is going to be more like than two hundred dollars. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm bracing for I'm sticker guessing... shock on that one. I'm guessing 150. That's Are one, you? 150 American. Have you priced the, external SSDs? I'm. I'm. T I. Th I think because they're more Seagate than that, going, and this is proprietary. <laughs> Microsoft and Seagate are going to probably find a way to make it affordable. That's I was. I, I mean, I don't I think, think you're wrong. Gonna, I think that's the sweet spot, which makes me yeah. think it'll be 199. <laughs> I mean, I'm just especially because I remember like, and and again, this isn't a, a good comparison, but even something like the Xbox 360 memory cards, as an example, like yes, they were not like revolutionary tech like the the mini uh seagate drives are but at the same time i don't think that like they i think microsoft knows that a bunch of people are going to want to ex expand the memory and i think they're going to want to make that option available it's like i think they've learned the psv vita lesson of not charging Do you? too much money for expandable memory. So i'm gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you guys i'm thinking the opposite i think they're gonna try to undercut the console and they're gonna make up for it with memory cards and controllers <laughs> I wasn't Possibly. trying to suggest that it was going to be affordable. It's just a, an option. Sure. And like, even yeah, yeah. that alone yeah. is a little leg up. And then I'm the getting other side it. Of, I'm getting one. No, I'm getting one. Yeah. You still, still have your regular external hard drive yep. as well. Yeah, but I want not, one of those. Old games, you know, like that's a whole that's a whole thing too. So, yeah, man, it's it's you have to look at the entire package. How much does it cost? What games are you playing? What is Sean's upgrade? The last time you and I podcasted, we said uh, the title of the show was called The Cost of Ownership. And there is something to be said about the fact that I have Game Pass now through 2024. What? And <laughs> I sit down and I plug in my Xbox Series X. Mm -hmm. I don't buy games. All of these games that were shown, one of the things that escaped me, and I Phil said at the top of the show, he said, everything you see today is Xbox Game Pass. And after every one of the title screens, it had Xbox Game Pass. And this was one of the things when I got off and I got on Twitter and I saw articles pop up with headlines, everything you saw today is Game Pass. I was like, damn, it was. Everything was Game Pass. Like, I had even forgotten. I feel like because I wasn't conditioned, like, I couldn't believe. Uh, almost everything. All of those things. Well, of course, besides the things that we brought almost up. Almost everything. Yeah. You were close. So but close. So much. There's 20 plus games here. So, like, mm -hmm. that is something you have to factor in. Right? Of course, you buy PlayStation. All those games you want to play, <laughs> you're going to buy two PlayStations. It'd be two PlayStation 5s. <laughs> mm -hmm. we, we have a little wager going on with Mr. Badman about if Cyberpunk is going to be coming out on uh, into uh, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the line for this. Uh, probably going to lose. Should have taken odds. That's fine. Well, I just Sean, really they mentioned it today, and they mentioned today everything had come to Game Pass. Everything you see there is coming to Game Pass. They had the Cyberpunk logo. I am that was in on so that. hilarious. If you God, want to play so the greatest game in the world, play Cyberpunk. 
god! But, but if you want to play something else, play this game. So I mean, I've, I'm pre-ordered up basically through December, and I already have Cyberpunk, and we already have like Watch Dogs and whatever the set Valhalla, and like we we're we're set. Like me and my game show partner, we have tons and tons of games. So mm-hmm. the fact that I'm literally going to buy just the console, I'm going to come home. I'm going to plug it in. I'm going to plug in my hard drive, and I'm just going to keep playing everything I have. That's it. I'm in and out the door. I'm assuming it's $4.99. $4.99. That's it. Dude, you- I'm waiting for, like, you're not even paying any money, that you're signing a contract for two years, and you'll be on Game Pass for two years. That, like, X- that, I'm waiting for like that to drop. Yep. Like, so, like, the whole, like, $50 thing, like, I'm like, yeah, I'll give you 50 bucks. You can't even buy a game with that. Like, I'm going to buy 10 months worth of Game Pass. It'll that. be very interesting once we get closer and we finally get prices and launch. We'll have, we'll definitely have those debates. We'll all have those debates with which one we think, which one we recommend, which one we think is better for which different reasons. But I, I'm very much wondering, I want to see the side-by-side slide comparison where it's like Xbox Series X and its top 10 most wanted games total cost with Game Pass factored in. PlayStation 5 with its top 10 most total cost. I would love to see those next to each other because we're just looking at consoles and like, guys, there's so much more than consoles. It's like you're buying a car based on the sticker price and not the 10 year maintenance and and insurance and everything else that comes with it. Like, you got to look at that. Uh, Rebecca asked a question. Is the low price of Game Pass sustainable for Microsoft? Could AAA games be lower quality this generation because they're being put on a $10 service? Great question. Yeah. So Aaron Greenberg was on, he did a bunch of interviews. He was on um, What's Good Games and they were talking to him about this sort of notion as well. Like, how are you guys making any money? Like, is Microsoft going under by like losing money hand over fist? And he's kind of laughed that off. He's like, you know, it's Microsoft, right? Like that's (laughs) like, it's, it's Microsoft. Um, With Daddy Warbucks up there. Just, (laughs) yeah. So, but he did talk to you like, yeah, right now, it's not a real like moneymaker. Like it's not something that's really driving too much, but he said, we're in it for the long haul. And this is a long-term play. And their focus is making it so valuable that you can't help but telling your best friends about it. And he, he compared it to like that type of marketing and, and like you telling a trust and a trusting friend hearing it from you that this is something that you should get into. He's like, I could spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on marketing and not have the impact of you telling your best friend, go get Game Pass. Subscribe like, and forget about it. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Just subscribe. Mm-hmm. So that does take a long-term vision and a lot of dollars and a lot of um, courage and commitment to make that happen. Well, not only so, that, but they also said that games that are in Game Pass are selling better than when they weren't in Game Pass. Right. Because people are buying them, what, either A, when they leave Game Pass, or B, they're telling their friend, hey, this game's awesome. You should play it with me. That friend doesn't want to buy Game Pass, so they just buy the game instead. And that was some people start talking about it before YouTubers start reviewing it. And then people in other systems start buying the game. Like there was a game uh, that we didn't talk too much about because none of us really are interested in, but hello namer, for example, is a prime example of that. That was a game that was on game pass that became popular because a lot of people had access to it because people watched YouTube videos of people playing it. And because it was game game pass that everyone either had access, accessibility to it or learned about it from other friends that they had who learned about this game that they saw this YouTuber play because it was on Game Pass, so they went and bought it. So I do think that down the road uh, that, yes, I think the price for Game Pass is probably going to have to go up at some point. I mean, Netflix didn't stay $10 forever, and I'm anticipating that the price for Game Pass will go up at some point. But I do think that 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 uh, it doesn't diminish the quality of the games at all, and I don't think it will down the road. Well, Netflix, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because like, does anybody look at Netflix like the, the first party stuff that Netflix creates like and, and go, like that's some of the best content on there? 
Yeah. And, right. And then, and that, because the, the future Kevin does the bring power. up all the time that they're like constantly in debt. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it hinges on it. So like, regardless if it's, a, that's the whole like long-term profitability part, but in terms sure. of the question of the quality, like the future of the platform or the service that you're going to be paying money for hinges on the quality. So they have a vested interest in making sure those games are great. I got a lot of things to say about it. I want to be quick because I don't want to keep you guys for another hour, but it's a great question. So thank you so much, Rebecca, for writing in. I'll just say quickly, um, it's hard to do the math on this because a lot of people take consoles sold and then they'll take the price of Game Pass and then they'll try to factor that in into development and see if it's not worth it. You got to remember that Microsoft is expanding their ocean greatly, hugely. They're tapping into the largest market of video game uh, buyers in the PC market. If you are buying more than two games from Xbox Game Studios a year, then you're getting a deal on Xbox Game Pass. But if you buy it just once for one game, they're making hand over fist so they can keep you. And if they keep getting some indie games stuff to come through, like that PC base plus mobile as they integrate streaming and they start bringing it to browsers plus their actual console development, you got to look at a, at a total at a big subscriber base, right? The fact that they, and it's, and it's also, it's, um, it's purchasing power. They have the ability to market, negotiate differently. They're taken differently at the table. It's not necessarily, well, Call of Duty wants to partner with marketing because PlayStation sold the most consoles. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they may have sold the most consoles. But we have 20 million active players that we can put on your game the day that it comes out. You know, like yeah. that actually matters. I'm using Call of Duty as an example. I'm not trying to suggest that Call of Duty is going away. Example. That's exactly. Sea of Thieves. You can go to uh, an indie studio and be like, we have players that are ready to play. Like we've have a base, they're ready. Look how, and they've got numbers and they've got metrics and they can tell you sales progressions, games hit game pass and leave game pass and things like that. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps that they're backed by a company that makes windows and everything else too. Um, even if they broke, let's say they broke even, um, there's still billions of revenue. And that's the one thing that I always bring up about Netflix. People can say, well, their stock is down and they've got debt. Yeah, but you can have millions of debt if you're rolling in hundreds of millions a year too. You're still mm-hmm. profitable. There's business to be had there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it right, is a, right. it's a, it's a fantastic long-term play as the digital future. It helps them sell their Azure. It helps them bring in partners. It it's, has far-reaching ramifications than simply money in, money out. And well, I'm it, sorry. It creates- it creates a conversation that makes people want Xbox, yep. but not all gamers are on Game Pass and not all games are on Game Pass. So yep, there's yep. St- it's just another source of revenue for it. So Fortnite, free to play, but they get, what, 30% off of all the revenue generated by Fortnite, yep. all the revenue generated by Madden and by Call of Duty. Like if you make a place where people are like, I'm going to buy your box because I want to play this service there, and then I'm also going to be spending money somewhere else. Like we, we talk about how you almost don't have to like spend any other money other than game pass but we do i do a buy bunch other games a lot i get to the and point where i'm purchased happy because i haven't in so long <laughs> if anything i find i'm buying more, like games i would never buy before because i have game pass even even if they're not in game pass because yeah, like, i'm I buying them well. because i have the extra money right and um I, I think your point about it possibly being raised in the future is a good one um that's why i've continued and will continue every time you see a deal two for one one for three Buy one, get one, stash it. I have codes of Game Pass I can't claim. And I'm just going to keep stashing them because it is hand over fist worth it. And there will come a day, not where I think, I definitely think the price will go up eventually. I think it's a long time off though. But there definitely will come a day where those deals become fewer and far between. Right? Yeah. 
Those deals get in for a dollar and convert yourself like all that's happening now because they are driving numbers. So take advantage. Be smart. Mm -hmm. Spend more. Spend today to save yourself two dollars tomorrow. Like, you know, like it's just worth it. My point, my opinion. So I'm all in. I think it's good. I, I, I think the could the game quality be lower? I think it's I think they've shown that their willingness to spend on Halo on gears on forza like they're still driving the triple a space but i think i i do think there's something to be said about the studios that they have acquired and like their level of games and i think you know i've I've been saying that's like since the wb thing has come up and everybody's looking at those type of studios i'm wondering if it makes more sense for them to bring in more indie developers and partnerships and things like don't nod and things like that are smaller they can get out quicker because it's not necessarily so much triple a big giant game it's content stream like it's making sure yeah. that you're constantly having something coming or on the horizon that's coming it's it's more into that kind of content delivery type stuff action wants to know since today was a game pass pitch do you think the next presentation will be a series x pitch yeah uh, and low world legend also said well what is the next big reveal at the next xbox event perfect dark so Ryan, I want to I want to pitch in here what you think you know um, the rumors that you were following as well, but we're we've been following the rumors. We think there's an Xbox event in August. Yeah, I mean it sounds like the uh, the the Lockhart is supposed to be announced in August. Um, I I think the next uh, event in August for the Xbox 2020 because there's supposed to be Xbox news every month, even though there wasn't any news in June, right. um, is going to be just hardware based. I'm imagining it's going to be the release date, the price. I mean, that's under Lockhart. Do you that's think they'll actually next month. sit down and give you a gameplay demonstration? Like, this is why you want Series X, because this is how much better Halo is. I'm anticipating that there won't be a big press conference for this. I imagine it'll just go up on Xbox Wire one day, or maybe there will be a short 10 minute presentation, but it won't be a gameplay presentation. It'll be, hey, by the way, you can pre-order it now. And here's an, here's this other box, by the way. And maybe they'll have, or maybe what they'll do is they'll collaborate with content creators. Like That's YouTubers. what I was thinking. Kind of like when, when they uh, had them all fly up and, and uh, open up the Series X. Yeah. I imagine it'll be more like That's something exactly like that. Yeah. That's what I'm anticipating. Like they'll probably have put up videos of here's this game running on Lockhart and what it looks like. And that that's the type of thing I expect next month. In September, that's when I assume they do the Series X push of the here's the other section of games to look forward to. And that's when when I think we'll see the initiative with Perfect Dark or some other games. Aaron Greenberg did mention it. He tweeted that they have other bullets in the chamber. Now, when I posted that, Kyle said, well, of course they do. They have other developers. That's a good point. Like, he's right. Yeah, yeah they do yeah. have other developers. I initially read that statement as maybe, probably just too hopefully optimistic. Maybe I mean, they had other things ready for launch that we don't know about yet. But We only saw nine of 15 first-party studios today. So, so maybe there is still, some, a launch thing still or six two more out there. that we don't know. Yeah. I just can't imagine that there's a launch window-ish thing that they didn't announce today, but maybe Oh, no. Is. As far as launch window games, I don't anticipate much more from Microsoft First Party at this point. I would agree. Oh, they've that. got you. If they're going to throw you a price and a pre-order, like here's what you're – that the whole my whole thing hinges on my whole problem with today. And I think a lot of our problem with like not knowing what the first couple months is going to be, they need to iron out where you're going to hand over this much money because you're going to get these things. I think I do think there's still something else. You think there's an unknown? I definitely think so. Or I hope so. Um, even just looking at how the Nintendo Switch launched, right? When we first got like that um, January 12th reveal and it looked like it was really five games and one of them was Shuffle Knight. 
And yeah. it was like Project Octopath Traveler. Like, what in the hell is that? That's still the best. They, they did clear it up as you got closer and closer. And that was in January. Well, I remember actually, it's funny you bring up the Switch because I, I went to, the in Toronto, we had the, the Nintendo Switch preview event where we got to play all the Switch games and there were like 30 games there. And I couldn't believe it. It was literally a week after the Switch press conference where we knew about five. So yeah. it was like the yeah, next week I got to play 30 different games for Switch and I couldn't believe that there were so many games from this console. And you're right. Maybe there is something like that that we don't know about. Again, my mindset is just I'm, I'm thinking about it knowing using the information we already kind of know about how they've already approached the events so far. That's just what I'm anticipating. But you're right. Definitely there is something missing from that launch lineup that I hope we hear we about have soon. a second party relationship where we could find out some indie exclusives. I'm not expecting anything else from first party to be in the launch window. Yeah, or maybe there is a bigger third-party game or third-party partnership that we don't know about. I mean, we don't. Even, for God's sakes, we don't even that know about I Call can of see Duty happening. Yet. We don't even know about Call of Duty out of all games at this point, and it's July. I could see so, them buying a big game to come into Game Pass, like just going also, like Cyberpunk. No, that's too big. <laughs> Smaller game than that, but a, yeah, a so Cyberpunk big 2077. Game. Um, the one thing I will say that we haven't really brought up or considered, and it's something we have to think about because it's 2020. It's the pandemic. I think that also yeah. plays a factor into what games launch. Gamers uh, don't want to hear that, man. I've been saying that about Nintendo for three months. I've got all kinds of crap for it. Nobody but I that. honestly think that it has affected <laughs> it probably in more ways than we're expecting. I think they probably were, was going to be a bigger launch yeah. for these consoles. PlayStation is, isn't out of the woods for this either. I think PlayStation 5, again, as far as we know of, it's just Spider-Man at launch and nothing else. That drives so, me crazy. I think, I think they're both in the same boat. Why? Where I think some games for got all, delayed. For the, all the crit, I mean, you, I, I get on this all the time about the hypocrisy and everything. Like everybody's getting on for what Xbox showed or didn't show today, and then you go over to PlayStation. It's like, go buy your five hundred dollar console for a half game, like for a not. I've seen sequel. a lot of people taking that. Uh, you, that's fair. That's fair because it is going to be a smallerish game. That's fair. It's still Spider Man though, and yeah. a lot of people love Spider Man. <laughs> Well, that game like sold a, gangbusters. It's unfair. <laughs> just like yeah, it's 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 a hard on Halo, reimagining the series, like reinventing, respirited. That's a hole that Xbox has dug themselves. It's not the fans' fault. It's oh, it's a position fault. play for sure. It's Xbox's fault. They've got to win themselves out of it. We're there, but they've got to win the hearts of everybody else. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm laughing yeah. at Dev in the chat. Oh, I gotta go look at it. So yeah, that's why I think both consoles are really in, in the same position. Where I think. They're both um, affected by work at home situations with developers. And I think both console launches were probably originally supposed to be much bigger than they're going to be this year. It's funny you say that because I feel like uh, there was like a a leaked PlayStation presentation like 18 months ago where they talked about they thought that the transition from this gen to next gen was going to be slower. (laughs) Like they they literally like we have to support PlayStation for longer because these people don't want new consoles yet. I think they it's weird because of the the quasi cross gen like i'm really against even calling it a new generation i get that the hardware is way more capable and everything but it it is just the xbox that i have over there but better it has all better stuff but it's just the same games i'm carrying them all over and everything like it's it's different it's it's i'm willing i'm ready to adopt the pc like approach to consoles you already and, did you have an right. xbox one exactly you did i was going to say that's that what was we literally have. the tagline for xbox one x was generations are over yeah we're uh we're doing this iterative thing so i think i I want to grab this box and show you guys like there's nothing in this thing that's an xbox one there's nothing even close of components or anything they got rid of the connect for god's sakes yep it's not an xbox one they just called it that yep 
So final thoughts on today's show. Um, I'll start. I thought this was a good, not great showing. I don't think this did a whole lot to push um, the adoption of Series X. I'm not actually sure that was their motive, their get-go. And I hate saying that because it feels like like you're, I feel like the internet is talking you're letting you them off that. the hook. I feel like the internet's talking in. I said this that. directly after live stream. Oh man, it was I had so much fun watching this. I thing. thought the showing overall was great. I mean, they had 20 plus games. They're all coming to Game Pass. It's so funny when you you step away from it and you realize you're like, I get all of this with Game Pass. Like I'm bought up for Game Pass for years, so it's just all free, like added value stuff I already have or I've already purchased. Free is not the right word, but I've already paid for it. Um so I mean, I think that's good, but yeah, like I'm saying when I okay, so it's two different things. It's it's really two different lenses. You can grade the show, which when we first started the stream, like Kevin and, and Josh were grading the show. They're like, if you flip flop that, I may have thought the show was better. I didn't care. I don't care about that at all. I don't care about like the show of the marketing. That's not what I'm grading. I'm <laughs> literally grading the aspect of how much are you doing right now to appeal to somebody to buy your thing? I yeah. think in that regard, it was a good, not great show because you didn't have a whole lot of stuff that's coming soon. We don't have prices. Like, I think they left a lot to be desired. My, f- the bi- the biggest games that I was excited for coming into this were, uh, Forza, Hellblade, Everwild, and Fable. And I wanted to see a whole lot more from those games than what I got. Yeah. I, and I don't feel bad saying that was an expectation. There's a, when people say that, they're like, oh, you had high expectations. I don't think it was a high expectation to say I was going to, th- I thought I was going to see Hellblade gameplay today. I don't think it was a high expectation. They they launched the console with pictures of Hellblade. Like, yeah. you know, I was wrong. They literally announced it like eight months ago. Right. But I didn't think it was unfair. Uh, knowing how much I've known following the tea leaves about Fable, I thought we would see what Fable would look like. I wasn't asking yeah. for a 30-minute gameplay demo, but I thought we'd see it. Well, especially because so, they had announced Fable was being, or I guess Playground was working on Fable. They announced that back in 2018 at E3. So it was like two years ago that they announced that. So yeah, you were rightfully expecting yeah. that there'd be gameplay. I don't right? think my so, expectations were crazy, and they kind of they didn't hit my expectations. Um, I don't think I didn't come out of this going, "Oh my god, it's so hype! You gotta go get an Xbox." I didn't do that either. I think they sold Game Pass extremely well, and I think the world, and I think a lot of hardcore gamers, especially us podcasters, I think we've already gotten to this point, but I think the world has kind of come to grips, and they've got to adjust to an Xbox that sells Game Pass and not consoles. And it's weird. I know it's weird to say that because you feel like you're giving them a pass and you feel like they're not, you know, they're not competing and like, but it's not it. It literally is the Microsoft model of Windows. It's just, that's what they do now. Mm-hmm. I think if you buy a clip for your phone and subscribe to Game Pass on, on your phone, I don't think they care. You like if you buy that Adobe controller and attach yeah, to it. Yeah, if you cloud stream the whole damn thing, I don't think, I mean, I don't think they care. And it's, it's weird to say that because... It goes against everything that we've done for the past three generations of consoles. It's just, it's not it. And um, I think for the first couple years, I think we will continue to have these console war fanboy arguments where, you know, people rub their face in it for this. And then people say, well, it's a different game over here. And then it's just going to keep going. Yeah. Um, but that aside, I'm not hating the show. I'm not down on it. I'm not negative. I said it was a good, not great. I think I gave it a B. I think they showed a lot of cool things I'm excited about. I think the medium is dope. Me and Ryan are definitely there on the medium. Yeah. I kind of want to play Stalker 2. Didn't even know. It was, a, it was a surprise. The Image of Four game. Big surprise out of nowhere. I want to play that one too. I'm oddly interested in Psychonauts. I never thought I could be before. So there's some... Wi- oh, Halo. Duh. 
I'm yeah. going to play Halo. That's what I mean. And I just, I did those, those, I'm going to play I, Halo. I mean. And I yeah. wasn't even planning on playing Halo. I have been on record that said, I'm going to get my Series X. I'm going to play Cyberpunk. Now, when I get the Series a, X, I'm going to boot up Halo. You're definitely damn whole, right I'm installing it. The whole conversation is, is a tough one because it's almost like you start at 100, right? And you start to dock it for the things that they didn't give you. But then you kind of go with the reverse. You go, like, here are the things they gave you. And you work yourself back up to hype mode. Right. You're like, I don't know how to feel about this. Well, like, I mean, I know how to feel. It's just it's it's hard because I always look at it. I, I can't help it. I always look at it like if I was running the company. Like, I always look at it from, like, a business success type strategy. Mm-hmm. And I believe in their concept. That's why I'm so excited for Xbox. That's why I was, dude, I bought the Series X in my mind a year ago. I was I so in. I am totally mm-hmm. that person. That's um, why I was like, before this whole thing started, I was like, I feel like we're getting ready to watch a thing, but I feel like the thing is launching today. I feel like Halo's <laughs> launching today. Like I was that, I was that energy. Go, going but I keep going back thing. and yeah. forth. Like I keep looking at it from a, if I'm trying to win over somebody that's not an X, like, and what am I doing to win over a PlayStation oh, five player? And I, I don't yeah. think there's anything that they've done, but, what and I say that, energy. and I've said it for the last seven or eight episodes. I don't think there's anything Xbox can do, to be honest with you. I honestly, until some of these games are ready, like if Hellblade was ready, if Fable was ready, maybe, maybe you can make an argument with those games not yeah. being ready. There's nothing they can do. They don't have the games. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. there. They have awesome, great games, but they don't have the games. They don't have the console shakers, the thing to make you do a double take move. They don't have those. They're yeah. they're DC to Sony being Marvel at yeah. this point. You yeah. know, it's just yeah. one of those things where they they just kind of need to do their own thing and make sure there's compelling reasons to jump on your platform, and that's all the reason that that, that feels, that's all they Microsoft a, cares about. It's a two point. and a half hour way of saying if you love Game Pass, get Xbox, and if you don't, don't. <laughs> like it really, it ultimately boils down to this one point. One of them has Game Pass, and it's freaking awesome. You guys are missing out on it if you're not getting it. But uh, you know, if you if you can't miss out on Spider Man, I understand. Well, that, that's why there's the option to buy both, Dottie. I'll get both. That option's available to you. I will if, get both this want. fall, but I will definitely get a PlayStation Five at some point for sure. Yeah, I think we all will. All of us, we all love games. Yeah, I'm buying. I need a, I, I need a bigger house for my yeah. to, to get the like. It's like I'm moving a you couch got those into the sweet place. Xbox shoes. Get all those Amiibo. Mm-hmm. Look at that. No, I just mean because the PlayStation's too Mario enormous. All Stars like up there. Moving in a couch through the door. I got to take the door off the hinges to get that PlayStation in there. Just. It's enormous. Right there, so, I want to be clear that it's huge. You heard my final thoughts. Yeah. What are yours? I'm so hyped. I don't know, man. I'm hyped. I, I'm so excited <laughs> for all these things. I'm I'm just hopelessly. So the excited. idea, of, like the dates and the, the long time frame, nothing. You don't care about any of it. You're just full bore. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good, man. I I I think that Respect. yeah. I mean, we're gonna be playing games on this thing for a long, long time. I already have too much to play before this thing even started. I'm like. November's going to be busy, but the games that even if I don't even upgrade, dude, they're going to be busy. I, I've seen that all day today because it's so easy to get focused on just what they've shown us. And all these people are like, right. what about the launch games, the launch games? And I keep reminding them, I'm like, dude, Cyberpunk is mm-hmm. like the only game you need for a year. And, <laughs> and, and Assassin's Creed coming out within, what, two days or the same day yeah. from each other? Watch Dogs yeah, the month before, about, Far Cry's uh, coming right after, like games, tons of games, mm-hmm. all the games. You also can't forget, forget about the games at the last event, too, because even though they weren't the big AAA games, they're more indie games. I think a lot of those are going to be the launch games as well, like stuff like uh, the the Advent or the Ascent. That's the, the game Ascent, yeah. Up. Or uh, stuff like that, like Great Memory Infinite. I think those will probably be the launch window games more than the stuff we saw today. So, Guys, where's, where's be- Tunic? It's really starting to bum me oh. out. I hope I hope oh what did they they said something that I guess just it was going to be on Series X so it's not coming out oh and we got no demos 
None. No, no mention demos. of the demo showcase. No demo. That's kind of well, a bummer. That yeah, was another I, I, expectation I, that I, I have. I definitely overhyped the demo. I wasn't expecting Halo. That's yeah. all you. I was well, expecting. I, play I wanted to play the Tunic demo that freaking Sean played. I'm upset that I still haven't played it. You'll get and something better than that. What man. about the Battletoads demo that Sean played? Sean played that too. Mm-hmm. Stop saying Battletoads. <laughs> Well, I need the world to stop saying Battletoads. So here's the thing, Donnie. If we keep saying Battletoads, eventually it'll come back. Just like Save Tunic. three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Just like if you keep saying Tunic, it'll eventually reappear. Or I was hopeful DLC. that we would get like a Tunic update and maybe like an Artful Escape update and a little sizzle reel. And they'd be like, oh, and the demo's out today. And I was going to like rush to my Xbox. That hype moment to give me something now, that would have made me like way more positive on the show. I'd be like, oh, it's awesome. We get Fable later, but Tunic. Well, especially with this big demo week that we're having right now, it's very surprised that uh, I'm very surprised that there wasn't a demo this week of some kind from this event. Something. Like, it just seemed like perfect timing that they have this big demo showcase. I thought going Wasteland right Three was for sure getting a there. demo. I thought. Well, to that point, today was it, it, it was about the future. Like it's Donnie's main criticism of it is that it's about the future. So they weren't going to say like launching today. There wasn't going to be any anything like that. This was about after November. Or whenever the thing is going to launch. That's sad. I was really excited for the demo event. <laughs> and I played them. I played a bunch. We don't have to get into them, but I played a bunch. But I was looking forward to like a one pop, a little announcement, something, something or another in the pre-show, something. Well, the tease, the tease, of course, came with Halo because Halo had the yeah, demo. start the Halo demo. That's a good so start like, screen. It should have been right there. Yeah. I like that start screen. Ryan, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'm actually pretty much in the same camp as you, Donnie. I would say it's probably a solid B. The one thing this conference did for me, though, is it sold me on the the future of Xbox because literally every single game they showed today, both in the pre-show and in the main event, is a game I want to play. It's a game I'm interested in. Even a game like Crossfire X, which is a game that I was not interested in at all before this event, I'm now interested in playing that game because the single player looks interesting and I love Remedy. So it's one of those things where... Yes, they didn't sell me on the console, but they sold me on their games and Game Pass. And that's, I think, that's what they needed to do for me. But I don't know if it's the right approach for anyone who's on the fence about Series X. Because, uh, like I talked about before, I don't think this event brought people in who weren't already planning on picking up a Series X. I think it was more to showcase that here are the games that you're going to get when you buy your Series X, people who are already excited for Series X. Well, it's funny because you look at the reaction and it's easy to disclaim just like haters but they're not a lot of that reaction is people that wanting they're looking for that moment they're looking for that thing that they can latch on to and say this is why and they haven't found it yet and i respect that the closest we saw is the medium like honestly i think that for right now is one of the most exciting next-gen games on both platforms i mean it's up there with ratchet and clank i think those two games are the two games that really show what these next-gen consoles are going to be able to do from what we've seen of them um, and it's and I think the medium is definitely that equivalent on Xbox. Um, so it definitely is right now, anyways, the biggest selling point for me as to why you should pick up a Series X. But obviously, it's a survival horror game. Not everyone's into survival horror. It's actually a pretty niche genre. I say most so, people I mean, aren't. <laughs> that's not uh, that's not going to appeal to the the masses. That what they needed was a game like that that appeals to everyone. And for, and we wanted Halo to be that game, and it just. It's going to sell a lot of copies and it's going to get people excited. But is it going to sell some people on Series X in particular? Probably not. What's if the chance anything, that after multiplayer and we start playing it like Halo 
busts out again and becomes i think that could really turn the tables on things if the multiplayer is crazy and over the top and awesome i think that could sell a lot of people on series x but uh yeah or if we get reviews and everybody's like open world halo is just amazing we love playing it and everything's real positive can it swing back around it could be that horizon thing where people just pick uh are not expecting it to be amazing and it turns out to be an amazing idea that we like just didn't think of before you know i was three months late on horizon and i'll never be that late again that's going to do it this uh for us tonight on the xbox empire thank you so much for hanging out with us on what was undoubtedly a much much longer show than i ever anticipated it being i think it was a very comprehensive breakdown of the biggest day in xbox this year 2020 and i thank my co-host for joining me the xbox drive crew sean capri and ryan turford thank you both so much uh not only for going through all of this bullet point at a time but for sticking with me this long guys i didn't i didn't anticipate the show being this long the funny thing is donnie is that literally the last time i was on the show with you i joked that uh oh yeah we're good to go for like two more hours and and it was like an hour long show i make up for this time this was the time that we went the full we try to be a tight ship but you you know you want to if there's ever a day to go long today's the day today's the day where you 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 do everything so thank you You guys so much for joining us Oh, like that. X is going to give it to you. And as we close the show out each and every week, in the words of Uncle Phil, there is no power greater than X. Mm-hmm.